Last time on session five, the party um, investigated the murder of Thorvar, who had been evidently, well, it, it was made to look like he was stabbed through the chest by a rapier and pinned to the wall. Actually, you learn that he'd probably been killed by the water's edge uh, by some sort of mental effect as he was in great pain with no visible wounds, and then dragged to where he was and then pinned to the wall with a rapier. Um, and afterwards the party chatted with their new crewmates for a bit and were told that a mutiny had occurred aboard the Magpie Princess some time ago and that this was perhaps somebody seeking revenge or a warning or something like that as the rapier could signify the lead mutineer, Hyrick Snowfeather. And so they offered to take you back to the ship because it was time to stop playing around and time for everybody to group up for protection. And, and was Snowfeather like a known swordsman? And then that's why the rapier is significant kind of thing? Is that the yeah, connection? That's the gist is uh, All right. evidently the whole mutiny thing was obviously under mines. Um, in, in a vacuum, there's lots of people who use rapiers. But with this hanging over them, and that the lead person they were worried about is a fencer, when they see the rapier, they connect the dots. So you're taken to Hidden Cove uh, at about, let's say, five miles along the coast west of Lily White. And well camouflaged from the uh, from the ocean by these little arms of rock, hiding here is your new ship, the Magpie Princess. I guess uh, I've arranged the map as to sort of what would be happening later in that day. Um, so let me give a quick description of the scene is a number of people are working um, aboard the ship. You can see all of your newly hired crewmates are getting training with various partners as to their duties. There's a small camp on the shore as well. All in all, it seems like there's maybe, including you, like no more than 15 people here. Um... After disembarking, Yulia would have introduced you to the person she says is in charge here right now, Horemheb. Who's a man of about 50, with a beard that's gone a long-ass beard that's gone completely white. Wears a blue turban wrapped around his head. And she says, this, this is our quartermaster, Horemheb. At the moment, he is the highest-ranking person here. It was a pleasure to meet you. I've heard good things about you from Yulia. Nice to meet you too, my man. Name's Erkan Ballas. Nice to meet you. I am Horum. Have, I am the quartermaster here. Sharth. Don't listen to anything Urkon says. 
I am Boral. Suck my ass, Shadis. Zig. Cat tip. Because mm -hmm. I am... Tells you he is the second mate uh, aboard the ship. So, below the first mate and the captain. Uh, sort of asks Yulia, you know... So you've decided to bring them here? She says, yes, um, for safety reasons, and sort of raises her eyebrows. He does a nod. Well, it's getting late in the day, but tomorrow we'll begin your training. Uh, feel free to take the rest of the Roughly hour we have before it gets dark. For yourselves, get acquainted with the camp and the ship. Um, I guess let me show you around, shall I? We'd appreciate it. Okay. We're going to board a little raft. It's going to sail you towards... Not sail, but, you know... Ro paddle you towards the ship and give you a quick tour. So the Magpie Princess is a... He tells you that, funnily enough, he gives you a short history of the ship. Funnily enough, this used to be a challenge brig for hunting pirates before it was appropriated by Lanteri. It now serves a different role. Uh, the sails are currently being replaced, but... Let's say one of them is up now, and you can see that each sail bears a depiction of a magpie with like a three-pointed crown above it. One rowboat on the side. Two cannons up at the top of the forecastle. Which are rare. Even for pirate ships, the most common, um, as, as drawn on the map, are ballistae. Sort of pauses before going below decks, like as if you have any, do you have any questions? Hey, um, are we gonna have any other duties other than repelling borders? What else is the uh, what else are we be doing? What else should we get to know? Well, that's really up to you. Uh, and the captain, if she decides to assign you to anything, if you wish to make yourself useful, we would. Especially if you have any skills in, area, in any area, we would train you accordingly. Navigator, religion specialist, I know. Gozeri, you're the priest. I can tell you which way is north, no matter what the weather is. Perhaps talk to Belina, but I believe she has this skill as well. Trust kind of shrugs. How about I cook you a meal and you can be the judge? Ah, yes, I am reminded now that Yulia uh, did mention that there was a there was a one among you who could cook, which is good because Cobb has well, he can cook. Um, that's about the limit of it. Can you cook well? 
This man can make a mean jealous chicken. You would not believe it. Jealous chicken. <laughs> you don't get to be this big without knowing how to cook. You see how much he eats. The man's beef and he can make beef, that's all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Well, maybe that's a good reason to go below decks and show you, in fact, where the cooking stations are. So he's gonna take you down one of those stairs. Feel free to move yourself here. Or I'll drag y'all. Technically, this is the... Technically, this is the main deck. I know it's confusing. But this is the main deck just with the... Uh, the levels of it shown rather than the forecastle and the poop deck that are above them. Um, but yeah, he indicates this back door, Captain's Cabin. Obviously no access. Um, and he'll show you into the front. So I'm going to pop you all through into here. He'll basically open the door and show you what this is. This is the workshop. And the armory. Uh, do any of you... Are you familiar with the use of pistols? Nah. Not... Not super familiar yet, but... It's been... I've thought about it a lot. I've observed... Uh, I've fired one before. This... Wouldn't say well, but I've used it. Use similar things that don't explode, but I don't know you make do. Notices that you're carrying a crossbow. Ah, so you're you're a specialist with one of those then. Yes. I see. Well, perhaps we'll train you in the next couple of days with a with a firearm. Uh. Normally these are locked. He, he's pointing. By the way, you don't see any firearms, but he's pointing to like a safe, you know, a safe or a. Locked something. Exactly, a locked yeah. cabinet. So not American pirates. Sure, yeah. Gun safety. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's it's not for your safety. It's for the gun's safety in this case. Um, oh yeah, if they get wet, they're fucking fucked. Sure, or they're just well, they're not. I guess that expensive in this edition, but um, but yeah, he says he basically he tells you that um the crew doesn't most of the crew doesn't carry firearms. They're handed out when they're needed, if you're going to be boarded or if you're going to board someone, etc. Maybe if you're stopping in a particularly dangerous town. That seems topical. Hi. Hi. And if any of you are uh, crafters or anything of the sort, then... Uh, you will have permission to use this as well, of course, once it's, uh, well, once it's proven that you need it. Takes you one more deck below. This is the nautical terms, by the way. The deck you are on, the, like the top deck, is called the waste deck. This is the main deck, or the middle deck sometimes. Um, first he points back at the aft of the ship. Big double doors are the treasury. Not allowed to go in there, only the captain has the key. 
These side rooms are for the first and second mate. Or sorry, the well, that, actually, that is what he says. These side rooms are for the first and second mate. Well, I guess at the moment, the second and the third mate, actually. So this one is mine, he points. And this one is Creed. Where's the first mate? Uh, that would be... Um, Snowfeather. Or White. Shifty bird fucker. thing. If we have anything to say about it, he'll be hanging soon. You are correct that the first mate was... Hyrix Snowfeather. We do actually have replacements. Promotions have been made. Um, in lieu of me getting promoted from second to first mate, uh, Hinson was instead promoted to first mate. And he bunks in the captain's chambers. That's, that's can I insight him? Yeah, you can. You can uh, to see if he's mad about that fact. You can percept on that for sure. Cool. Two seconds. Sure. It's just like raises an eyebrow slowly. Twenty-one. He definitely. He didn't seem mad, but the way he said it, he kind of almost stated it as a matter of fact. Of like, yeah, he was promoted above me. And also, he's boning the captain. Yep. <laughs> what does he have that I don't? Oh, he's 30 years younger and extremely attractive. Okay. <laughs> this was the dude that was standing beside her at the bar, right? Yeah, this is Hinson. Pretty boy. Jaspin, quote, heartbreak, Hinson. Is that a flute Fucking or a bots. piccolo? That's a, well, let's all say a flute. Okay. It looks kind of retractable, but... I hate him slightly less now. But it's a battle flute. Uh, you, you say battle flute, there is an actual item that is a battle loot. Hmm. Is it covered in knives? Uh, it's covered in spikes. And it's What's the goal here? About what I expected. You play a song and then you bludgeon someone with it. You can do that with a normal instrument if you're brave enough. Yeah, but this one's designed not to break. <laughs> Can't imagine it keeps. Yeah, it's fine. Another one. It's fine. Um, Horemheb's door has a neat little wooden plaque that, in very neat font, just has Horemheb carved into it. Uh, the other door instead has uh, two pistol bullets that have just been. Not you don't think shot into it, but sort of like uh, imitating as if somebody just shot the door. They're kind of like just pressed into the wood and jammed there. What's with the uh, uh, fuck out of those? What's I with those? I intentionally spelled Creed wrong <laughs> on my nose. Right. It's how do you spell Creed wrong? It's I mean, a... <laughs> I would have assumed Paizo would have done something weird, so I spelled it with a K. Yeah, K-R-E-A-D-E. -E. Yeah, exactly. With an apostrophe in there. <laughs> um, no, it's just Creed. Alright. Lucy, you were asking a question? I, I asked what's with the door. What? Why the bullets instead of the name? I guess that's Creed's... Uh understanding of style and uh, decoration. 
Perhaps you'll have to ask him. Fair enough, I guess. Ormeb takes you um, west. So he says, this is the crew quarters. This is where you'll be sleeping. You'll follow me through these double doors. Can you follow me through these double doors? Yes. Okay. Up that stairs, yes. Okay. yes. I did not close that off. So he says, speak with the... I'm not sure which which uh, hammocks are empty once it comes nighttime. Well, he says, right now we're not all sleeping on the ship. Of course, once we're sailing, you'll have to find a place. Where most of the crew sleep. Back there is Cobb's lair. Um, <laughs> takes you to the back. I keep forgetting what the dynamic lit. Yeah, you can see all of that. Yeah, we can see it all. As you push past the curtains, there is a small dining table. Um, comfortably fits six. Uncomfortably, you can imagine up to ten or twelve. And then Cobb is working at a small kitchen at the very nose of the ship turns around as you come in. Cobb is a... Well, he's not quite 7 foot 2, but he's, let's say, 6 foot 6, and he's a definitely a human version of Boral, uh, in a lot of ways. <laughs> Sorry, it's just yeah. sort of elbows Urkon. There's another one. <laughs> I didn't know they didn't make him in green. Oh, I... Orem, um, new highs? Nice to meet you, I'm Charis. Cobb? Alright, Erkan Palace, how you doing? You can just make up that last name. What? Fuck off. I'm Boral. I'd like to see the kitchen when you have time. Uh, you're seeing it. <laughs> Not sure you're gonna fit in there, Boral. I mean, he fits in there. Zig, Let me rephrase. Not sure both of you will fit in there. Yeah. Yes. Orimab goes. Now, Cobb, I have been informed that Boral here is an adequate or perhaps even skilled cook. So. I'm going to need the two of you to work together and see if you if you can train him up and you, you'll have an assistant perhaps Cobb's like just kind of stares at you he's he's wiping his hands with a very dirty rag right yeah we're gonna work together Jesus Christ. Or just nods. Sure, this is like, Urkan, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stick a step back. Ah, uh, no. Uh, good to meet you, Mr. Cobb. We changing the name? It's still Cobb's Lair, right? Yes, it's still Cobb's Lair. You can still call it that. Good. So, uh, what kind of food do you normally cook in Cobb's Lair? Uh, all sorts of food. Sure, this is still like walking with her. The edible kind, hopefully. 
Is it uh, food you catch or food you bring with you or both? Well, sometimes we fish, sometimes we got stored food. Right. What do you cook? Well, it depends on what I have access to. And can I uh, have a look around just to see what uh, strikes me for inspiration? Yeah, come back here. Take a look, sure. Like to check to see what's back there. I don't Cooking lore. Perception or no, you should use lore. cooking lore because anytime anyone gets to roll <laughs> cooking lore, is a uh, is a win. So, uh, Ercon, you have rations on you, right? I do, but come on, let's not discount the guy too quickly. It can't be any fucking worse than, you know, fucking sea turtle shit. He's alright, but fuck me. I mean, Borla looks like they're not... Well, it's a bit... It's a bit dry right now, but you get the sense that they're just resupplying. You don't think it's that empty all the time. Um, it looks alright. Um, they have, like, you know, the utensils. Does it look like clean enough? Um, do they have got a stand mixer there? in the back. Sure. They've got a couple pots and some ladles and shit. Like... They've got some fairly decent cookware uh, and some fairly decent ingredients. You're certainly not impressed by anything you're seeing here, but you're not vastly disappointed. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward to the first episode of Binging with Ball. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got a better name. You ready for this? Uh, Cobb and Borl are going to have the Great Brutish Bake Off. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> I thought right. of that one several days ago. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you leave Cobb's lair. Seems to be giving Borl an intense look as you leave. I think the ball. Yeah, I think his problem is you're going to muscle it on his um, making sandwiches, you know. What's his deal? Well, that remains to be seen. Sometimes uh, there are things that uh, make people nefarious cooks. Nefarious cooks? What's your definition of nefarious? I'm curious. Uh, Test drinking. Embezzlement. Embezzlement you, on a fucking pirate ship. How do you ship? embezzle on a pirate ship? <laughs> I'll just see what the, fucking scheme have you got to clean that money? Because I don't think there there's any are, sea clean enough for it. Bribes you can accept. There are things you can put in certain people's food. Anything can happen. Okay, okay. Foul play. Not the one involving chicken. All right. Fair enough. Look, I've engaged in my fair share of foul play over the years. I'm not sure a pirate ship is where I'd wanna wanna start that kind of shit. There's no escape route. Keep your nose clean, Borl. Aye, as long as he will. So what you're saying is as long as he starts it. As long as he starts it, you can finish it. Be great. You know, we might be having Cobb on the Cobb by end of the day, who knows? Cobb on the Cobb? Cobb on the Cobb. 
Jesus Christ, Darkon. <laughs> Why are we friends Whoa. with you? I don't fucking know. You chose me. These puns are getting out of control. Uh, he takes you... He doesn't... Unless you want to go down, he'll basically show you that there's stairs down and get, show you a peak of the hold. The lowest deck, obviously. And this is what you see. It, there's a few, I didn't feel like filling out a trillion crates and stuff. It's a bit more packed than that, but it's definitely... Uh, I mean, you can tell the hold's not even remotely full. They're undersupplied right now. I assume this is where prisoners are kept, based on the chains. You can assume that, or you can ask about it. But yes, you see some chains at the far end. You uh, have to take prisoners often. We, we uh, engage in any ransom schemes, anything like that? Yes, yes. Sometimes, uh, if they are particularly wealthy uh, people, we will ransom them. Um, and of course, on the off chance that there is, well, funnily enough, a mutiny or something like that, or insubordination. This used to be a brig, and this was, this whole level was, a, in fact, a hold, a prison. Uh, we've taken most of that out, but a few bits remain. What uh, about, uh, no. Lucy first. Can I ask, is this, um, <clears throat> is this, like, design, like, similar to, like, any, like, slave ships or something? Because it certainly fucking looks like it. Um... <laughs> I was going to say, would we know that it used to be a Chelish vessel? Yeah, he told you the history. It used to be a Chelish okay. brig for hunting yeah, pirates. Be... Yes, hunting oh, pirates. Oh, right, sorry. Not... Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yes, but okay. it's still, it's still, still Cheliac of the date, which means you hunt the pirates, and then you force them to be slaves. Is that how that works? Maybe. I don't think Cheliac is that big on slavery. Only other halflings. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's some of that. Sure, it's, it's just like not uh, so much in the business of taking prisoners otherwise, then. Well, we mostly put a gun to their head and take the gold. They usually hand it over. Sure, it's just nods agreeably. Quick, quick and simple, yeah. Most people don't well, most people don't want to be killed, but even barring that, most people don't want to be taken prisoner, of course. So, it's quite simple, really. Always nice to add some motivation. Also, a lot of... You'd be surprised how uh, a lot of this business actually does not involve, well, attacking any ships at all. Um, I believe you were filled in by the captain about our current uh, mission. We're going to be looking for a, a lost treasure. Not even necessarily stealing it from someone. The other pirate stories. X marks the spot and such. Sure. I imagine, given that we, your captain felt the need to bring on a team of borders repellers, uh, you think that might be changing a little bit. Well... She believes that it is necessary, as there are, uh, she believes, a great number of risks involved in this particular one. And uh, our current combat skills are not quite up to the the level that is necessary. She believes. You disagree? 
Uh, she has not filled us in that thoroughly on her plans. She simply tells us this is where we're going and we need borders and repellers. And I'll be going into town to hire more. Fair enough. So it takes you all the way back up. You emerge right around sunset. Um, last light of the day. And uh, I guess right around this time, all of the... Everybody that's aboard the ship is starting to wrap up their work. And they're making their way for the beach camp. And he seems like he's getting ready to disembark and take you back to the beach camp. The implication is no one's staying on the ship. Fair enough. Oh, um, by the way, y'all, uh, if you didn't get your hero point back, you should get it back. Yeah, you always have one in a session. There is the manner of uh, watches. Somebody does need to guard the ship. Well, I imagine that falls under our mandate, so to speak. Yes, that would fall under your duties and responsibilities. Um, certainly not 24 hours a day, but... Uh, well, you just got here. Perhaps... Take the first night. Does he take the first night off or take the first night shift? I mean, take the first night shift. Fair enough. Fair enough. Between all of us, can manage it. How many? Uh, how many guards do you typically post? You know, I'm going to say that that is up to you. Your job is to keep the ship well defended. Um. How you wish to do so, perhaps you want to all stay awake or sleep in pairs? Sleep in pairs seems reasonable. Yes, I can help that. The... I do understand that if you are awake most or all of the night, uh, we will not wake you up in the morning for... immediately for drills or anything like that. Uh, there will be training tomorrow, but we will... Do yours in the afternoon. You can have the morning to sleep. Appreciate it. Aye. Aye. Agreed. Okay. Uh, as a final note, he mentions... Um, how is your... How well do you see in the dark? I'm uncertain. Well, uh... Most. I... I, uh... Well, if you look at my feet... Features list. I'm sure you'll see that I've got, etc. Um, <laughs> I, I explain in character that I have dark vision. I have no witty way to do that. Sure. Right. Saris just kind of taps the side of his head, not just for show. His eyes glowing a little bit. Weird blue eyes. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, we've had some problems with uh, well. And you realize that there is a total of one light source anywhere nearby right now, and it's the campfire back here. In fact, let me do this. For, um... It's not quite this dark yet, but it's starting to. 
There's a total of one light source since the campfire, and he says we try to keep the amount of light to a minimum so that passing ships do not spot this cove. Um, and if you could uh, watch the ship without any lanterns lit or anything, unlike some of our crew have needed, that would be a good aid to us. I think all of us are uh, naturally equipped to do so. Oh, if anything happens, I'll, uh, I'll probably notice pretty quickly when I start, well, throwing around lightning, so. But on that note, is there any sort of bell or signal to raise the alarm? Yes, uh, he will give you, that's a good point. Um, do you have a way of signaling? We can, uh, we can rig something up, actually. I've got an idea. I think that best. Okay. Um, he will rig a little bell to this mast up here at the front on the forecastle. And say, uh, ring this if you need to signal us. Right. Um, if it if it gets run, rung, then shit's going down. Yes. So you will only ring this in a serious emergency. Yes. Okay. I. If we hear it, then we are uh, waking up and uh, well, swimming out to the ship, I suppose, or paddling out. If you hear it, then you might be in danger. Speaking, actually, I should coordinate this. Yes, come with me. There is one more person you have not spoken to. Not sure if you saw him. He was up top the cliffs. Uh, did did we see him? Maybe not. Let's say you didn't. Um. So he'll take you back aboard a raft. There's a bunch of rafts to go back and forth, so you don't have to swim. Um. And you may have spotted up here. No, it's on the map as a rope ladder. It's not really a ladder, but it's just like ropes. To climb up this rock have been hung here fixed ropes and right as you um right as you land on the beach uh an akuje dark-skinned elven man uh dressed in kind of very woodland ranger type gear he's definitely dressed to blend in with the forest right now uh with a longbow descends down and approaches you This is Atochi. He is, well, he was doing your job. I'm sure he will find it easier now that there is five of him instead of one. Hi. Boarding Re repelling cliffs. Yes. I'm Atochi. Boral. Nice to meet you. Charles. <laughs> I feel like I make you guys introduce yourselves roughly 14 times yeah. a session. Is going to be a new person? All right, here's the routine. Yeah. You're allowed <laughs> to just say, you introduce yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Atochi introduces himself, you do as well. Um, basically, he'll tell you that he was up on the cliffs. Um, an attack from sea to him seems less likely than an attack from land. And it's his job, well, until you arrived, he was the only person whose job it was to guard, basically. Um, and he does point that out the ropes to you. He says if you need some elevation, climb up here. 
normally, you know, when they're at at sea, he'd be like in the crow's nest or whatever. But instead, he's watching forward jungle attacks. So, in are we uh, more concerned about some someone or something going for the ship or uh, the crew? Difficult to say. There's only one on me, so I chose to watch out here. During the day, the ship's pretty full of crew working and stuff. So, I take the other side. During the night, perhaps, if no one's aboard the ship, it's better to guard the ship. A fair point. Perhaps the sleeping guards should be on shore and we should exchange positions that way. Okay. Itochi points out that I'll, even if you're new, you are technically the same rank as him. So he does not have uh, authority over you. So he's, if you have input, he's welcome to hear it. Yeah. What was Borl's uh, comment there? Sorry, I missed part of it. I want to make sure. Just I that the, the two people sleeping would be on shore instead of sleeping on the ship. Will you be joining us tonight, Atoshi, or are you taking the night off? Well, it sounds like it was implied that you're doing the night, and, uh, glances at you. I don't think I see as well in the dark as the four of you, do I? Uh, That's fine. Well, unless just you got something more about you. Just getting a head count. No. Well, people, uh, do best in moonlight, let's put it that way. Uh, can I... Do I know anything about the reference to Moonlight, or...? or... Uh, yeah, actually, make me a religion check. Yeah, because I am very curious about that. Um... Come on, Erkan. 25. Well, on the surface, he's obviously referring to the fact that elves have low-light vision, not dark. Um... Mm -hmm. Furthermore, a lot of elves, including the Akuja elves, do worship Desna, who is a goddess of the moon. Or as part of a pantheon, at least. I guess, I guess I'll ask a cutter to ask on it. Yeah, you follow Desna? And not... Sort of. I, uh... Not religiously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, I can, uh, I can appreciate her. I haven't done bad by her, and I think she helps me out sometimes, but I'm not a, not a priest or anything. That's fair, that's fair. That's fair, you are a man of the traveling type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as the sun sets on the camp, everyone, uh, you know, you, you have an hour or so before your, let's say, your official start time of your job if you want to mingle, eat some dinner. Let's say Cobb was cooking dinner. <laughs> this is the, this is the chance we get to judge. This is the chance we get to judge. <laughs> yeah, I want to assess how good dinner is. 
that was on a one and then it did the thing where it like cheated and rolled off the one. <laughs> I was Deep so... fried ass. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited for the the, the rat he was gonna feed you or whatever. <laughs> I did not praise see rat. Today it's pro. Oh, unless that's just your lore cooking to like judge the food. That's judging the food. Right. There's no time left for you to actually cook today. But Cobb does bring over food for everybody, and um, you know, you're somewhat surprised. Um, perhaps it was just the recent. It was seeing Boral that inspired him. Um. Boral, this is pretty good. Um, everyone else, it's pretty good. Wait, wait, wait Boral, does the food taste novelty, or is it just drink that's fucked up for you? Good point. Yes, Boral, um, food tastes normal to you. Yeah. But you have not had a... I think this is the same day I made you take a D4 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the end of the day, especially, drinking, uh, you're not dehydrated, you're not, like, dying of thirst, but it is unpleasant having to drink like this. Um, you are now, starting now, you are fatigued. Wait, does that mean you can't rage? Yes. Maybe you're not fatigued, then. Be a bit too harsh. You aren't fatigued or raging. I will say you are mechanically fatigued, but you can rage. <laughs> it is the same penalties, okay. just not. It doesn't prevent you from raging. Um. However, dinner is served. It is uh, some decent vegetables. I guess pirates would try to eat vegetables while they're at land. Because they don't get enough of them while at sea. Uh, with a side of some freshly caught fish. And all of you are presently surprised. By Cobb's skills. Shit, Borrow, you got competition, man. Sorry, is just kind of looking like at his food, looking a little surprised. I well, can't complain. And it's not a competition if everyone gets to eat well. I somehow don't think you'll see it that way, but if you keep up on the sticks and it ends up in a fight where you're like, oh, I'm going to cook better than you and it keeps happening night after night, you know what? I'll be happy to sit here and taste test. Evening goes by. Um, if any of you wish to speak to an NPC or, you know, do anything else here, there's, basically there's a scene. You tell me if you want to do something or just pass the scene. I want to drink some water. I just want to force it down. You do. Um, that that's where the fatigue comes from. Oh, okay. Okay. You He's can... actually drinking because you, you know. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 You can. Uh, you can drink it. And like I said, you're not dying of thirst, but each day, the feeling of having to drink like this gets more unpleasant. Um, 
we have we have a Belina on the board. I'm assuming you like named one one of the like random sailors, and then no, not. she's um she's the navigator. The navigator. Oh right. She was. Uh, she has very strange green tattoos covering her body that seem just magical. But none of you have a single fucking point in Arcana, so they just seem magical. Um, nice, nice. And she seems like she's from somewhere in the north. Um, what I got a chance? Can I talk to Yulia? Certainly. Yeah. Go go have a chat with her. Yeah. At some point after you know finishing the food, Erkan will sort of rock up to you later. Uh, all right. Um, you know if there's a place on the ship that's uh, quiet while we're traveling. Quiet. Why are you looking? What are you looking for specifically? No, I'm not looking for specific. I'm not asking for fucking special treatment enough. But no, I'm um. I'm just seeing if there's somewhere quiet, and I need to sort of uh, readjust uh, for you know for Gosri and for all my uh, implements. Wise, is there a place I can do that briefly? If you are asking for a place you can do prayer, aye. Um, I mean, a quiet place you'd be left alone might be in the bottom of the hold. I'm not sure if you'd like that. Closer to the sea, I guess. God or, is not going to complain about it, so... Or you could simply go on to the forecastle at the very front. Perhaps that would be more to your liking. Just find the, find any place you want. Alright. Fair enough. Unless the door is locked or off access to you, the whole ship is... Well, it's your ship now, too. Fair enough, fair enough. Our ship. Just thought I'd ask. Our ship. Bucks Bunny clapping meme, yeah. Sharis <laughs> yeah. is just like sort of wandering through, like meeting people, trying to introduce himself, make small talk. Charm people, basically. No, no, the, the correct term is schmooze. Slink. Yeah. Uh, roll, make an impression using Canive. diplomacy. Unless you have. There's a trillion skill feats for this. Um, I that are deception, but I'm not trying to actively deceive. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd say everyone reasonably likes you. They're a bit suspicious. Um, you're used to some suspicious treatment being a fantastic-looking tiefling. You don't think it's necess necessarily that angle. Um, you can probably... They just had a mutiny. I can understand a little suspicion. Exactly, yeah. That's primarily their line. Um, but yeah, most everyone, no one seems to dislike you. Alright, Zig's probably doing something similar, like, you know, go through and meet everyone on the crew, but kind of lean in on the uh, horn have the quartermaster, because he wants that gun. Want the gun? <laughs> okay. Um, do you also want to roll diplomacy? Uh, yeah, let's roll a... Uh... Buddy up with a quartermaster. Oof. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Rolling that plus one. Zig does not have social skills. 
Yes, yes, we'll get to it. Um, we still have a, a four, three, four, possibly five, depending on how long, if the repairs are done in time, days to resupply. Um, we'll make sure we train you with the pistol and that time, and hopefully by the end, uh, we can sign off on you having one. He'll see. He said, you'll get one eventually, he says, but doesn't seem to want to accelerate it yet. Perhaps you can change his mind on that. When we're not rolling fives. <laughs> yeah, Boral, evening activity. Um, he'll introduce himself to those he hasn't met, and uh, he'll want to speak to Coco specifically uh, as the uh, Jinx Eater. See if she can Get rid of the what's afflicting him. Oh, the jinx. That's yeah. fascinating. Ooh. Um, um, after that, once Sharus is done moving through the crowd too, he'd probably move to Itochi specifically. Sure. Uh, Boral, you have a chat with Coco. Um, <laughs> Coco's pretty green. Um, she's very unsure about this whole thing, but I guess she is sure about her tango ancestry, so she tells you that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna roll a Tangu lore for her. A 20, oh boy. A 20. Not, it had a two in it, but it was not a twenty. Um, the two was a negative two. Yeah, the two was on the other side of the zero. Uh, Coco says that. Well, her presence on the ship is supposed to eat jinxes, and perhaps if you stay close to her, then you'll get better. She's not sure, though. I see. Sharis, like, wandering by this conversation, just sort of leans over to Boris. Or to Boral. Boris. I think she likes you. Uh, and just walks away. Coco, if you think of anything else new, uh, let me know. And Boral just goes and, uh, Tries to catch some, catch some fish and smoke them or something. Survival or cooking lore, or both. You know what? Both. Like how many fish I catch and then yeah, smoking them. About fifty percent of our rolls so far have been cooking RP related. <laughs> Interesting. Damn. Damn. Um. You get one, but it's fucking sashimi. Goddamn. I think the water's a little shallow. Um, the next time you fish, you were like, "I should, I should take a raft out, slightly deeper water." But what you do catch is pretty good quality. You don't catch a lot, but um, in the next couple hours, you start smoking it. And you think it's gonna be great. I'm stoked. A couple people in like a joking way but they'll be like you know don't have that on all night or we'll like get hungry in our sleep it smells way too good as you're preparing it to be smoked cop continuously is glancing over trying to see what you're doing <laughs> all right night falls on the camp Charis would have just, like, asked Itochi about, like, 
different places he uses to keep an eye out over the camp and stuff like that. Well, he says um, he's tried to climb those cliffs, but it's a pain and the view's not even that good. Uh, he's tried to climb the south cliff cliffs, but he says the view's decent, but you're just too far from camp in that case. Um, so he's found the best is either up in a crow's nest on the ship, um, then you have a better view of the sea, uh, or, you know, up where I hung the ropes, then you have a pretty good view of the, any jungle or beach approach. Uh, about what I was thinking, I appreciate your, uh, your assistance. Yeah, and, uh, if you do see, it's your first night watching, if you do see anything, um, wake me up right away, I'll, uh, I'll back you up for sure. Or at least tell you if you're just hearing a bird. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if anything happens, I have a feeling you'll, you'll wake up pretty quick. And, uh, sure, it's just sort of, like, rolls some lightning over his knuckles as he says that. Yeah, it seems like you've, um, sounding the alarm won't be too difficult for you if I'm getting the right feeling of your power. Okay, everybody. Night falls. It's your job to guard this camp. Assume your tactical positions on the battle map. I mean, this isn't a battle map. It's just RP map with a grid on it. Yeah. What are you talking about? The ship will um, never be attacked, ever. Boro will explain to oh. his companions that he's very tired and would prefer to take the second watch. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I will happily take the first. Sure, I'll take the first as well. Alright. Okay. Go. Perhaps, on uh, the ship, presumably. Uh, perhaps one of us on the ship, one of us on the beach, and same for the pair that are sleeping. Then we don't have to fuck around yes. with rats in the middle of the night. That seems best. Alright. Well, one sleeping on the ship, one, sleep, one sleeping on the beach, one active on the ship, one active on the beach. Yeah. Yep. Sure, I guess. Although, I think we cover more area if we have two people awake on the ship. I mean... Well, that's why we're covering both approaches, right? Aye. Alright. Uh, fair enough. So I'm seeing the first watch is Urkon and Charis. Mm -hmm. Okay, Urkon on the boat, Charis on the cliff. Zig sleeps on the boat, and Boral sleeps on the beach, and then you guys just swap who's sleeping and who's awake. I like it. Yep. Solid plan. Um, well, as the night starts to tick away and it approaches, you know, 10 and 11 and midnight, let's have Sharis and Urkon start with perception checks. Come on, Urkon. Hey, 27. That's a fat roll. Sharis, uh, it seems pretty clear out in the jungle. Uh, you're not seeing a lot. There's no lights that makes you, you know, feel at ease, more at ease. Um, you hear some animals out there, but 
they sound like fairly regular animals and they sound decently far away. 50 people on a fire tends to keep any, you know, jaguars or anything at bay. So your side feels pretty, pretty safe, you think? Urkon, um, I'll say you're hearing all of that too, because like you're farther from the jungle, but you rolled much better. So same thing that Charis is picking up, is you're hearing some animals out there. It all seems all right. By the way, Urkon, are you on the deck or like in a crow's nest, or where specifically on the ship? Uh, I'll I'll be on the crow's nest. Uh, am I not in the right place for that? Sorry. Um. I'd say that that's that's correct. Yeah, uh, it'd be the, the front mast, and there's a ladder that gets you about oh, yeah, thirty sorry. feet up. Should have been back one one space. There we mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. um, with your dark vision and your position, you have better sight of the sea, and. So, you know, you can even see into the dark water and sometimes occasionally see larger animals moving about down there. A couple dolphins. And then a shape starts to enter the cove at a depth of about 20 feet. That is... Is that another dolphin? Or is that something else more humanoid? Looks a bit suspicious mm. to you. You don't see what it is. But it's right at the edge of your dark vision. Something, some. Where, where is Sharas on this map? I actually can't see him at all. Uh, well, Sharas told you he'd be climbing the cliffs, so. Yeah. Alright. But he's out of edge of your dark vision, of your... Nerfed yeah. dark vision. I'll keep my eye on it for now. Um, watch the shape for a little. And just keep my eye on for now, actually. I'll, um. Hmm. What could I do here, actually? 30 foot emanation, 120. I could cast message, 120 feet. Alright. What I'll do is. What Roughly, where do I see the. the is, is, is it somewhere on the map, like down here somewhere? Uh, I don't know if you can see this square, but it's over here. But I can't see that square from here, no. You can't see that square no. from there, so it's. No. It's just, it, it's almost where you're pointing, is you see something right yeah. at the edge. You know, it's too far to make out. Hmm. Don't fuck it like that. I climb off of the crow's nest, climb down a little. Okay. Move to the edge here, like to the edge of the boat. And if Sharus is the... I can just see Sharus now. Within 120 feet, 115, um, I cast message to Sharus. You see in the fucking seat? I so say, keep your eye out. Uh, whichever I gesture to the side of the ship from where I'm looking. 
and say, I just saw something in the fucking water. As soon as Sheriff hears Urkon's voice, his eyes kind of snap over to the ship. And he catches just barely Urkon in the darkness. Hi. So, um, my left, your right, side of the ship. And I will use the correct nautical terms there because I don't remember. Port. Port and starboard? Port. Port is right, yeah? Port is left. Port is left. Okay. Port side. And I point it, I point out roughly in the direction. Let's go keep your fucking eyes out. I think I saw something. Urkon, whatever you saw, um you're like you were still like a bit half unsure. Is it just like a dolphin or something? You know, let's come here. Uh it just surfaced for a second and it had like wet slimy hair. <sighs> what kind okay, of Okay, I definitely fucking about? saw something. Something with nasty fucking hair, man, and I'm telling you, it's not me after a bad drink. Sure, it's kind of like... Looks a little little more attentive. Think Might be. Uh, how big is the gap here? Yeah. Like, is this something that I can jump across? I, I kept uh, drawing the arrow for you. This gap is jumpable without even a check. You can just hop over. Yeah, then Sharus is going to jump over here and move out closer to the sea to see what he can see. See, see. <laughs> Fuck you. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's, it's not beelining towards you, but it's slowly in a sort of snaking fashion almost, is moving west. Um, just a dark shape about, you know, ten feet under the surface. And, and Urkon, you did see its surface Kind of, it seemed like surfacing for air, and then sink again. Did I get a rough distance between where it had to surface for air? Like, uh, how long it has to swim for before it has to come back up? It definitely seems like, like you'd have trouble holding your breath for that long. It's either a very skilled swimmer or some sort of, you know, like a amphibious creature. Okay, I will keep my eye off of the side of the boat here. Just watching for now. Um, you see anything up there? Do I? I guess I see it since it's. I don't know with my perception roll. If you see a token, then you see a token. Cool. Yeah, I see it. Should I take a shot? Uh, I don't know what it is yet, but we should keep a fucking eye out. Uh... It's that well, I got an idea. Fry the bitch. This could be an idea. Um, I'm gonna double check something briefly. Just a second. I'm gonna check something on EZPF2. Uh, specifically, message. And it's one creature, 120 feet. And this might be a horrible idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, I'm gonna cast message at that figure. And say, if this is who I fucking think it is, you've got a few seconds to get out of here before you turn into sushi. You don't get a reply. You think it should have worked, like the mechanic? Uh, yeah. Okay, and then I send it again and go, I'm fucking serious down there. 
because we're not fucking happy with what you did before. And I can fucking see you. You're not fucking sly. Figure goes to swim under your ship. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Back to Sharis under the ship. Is he? Is it? I, it I, heading towards the ship or already under the ship? It's heading to either swim to the bottom of the ship, swim under the ship. You don't really. It's in that direction. As it approaches the ship, let's see. My monitor must be darker than your guys, because when I control L on you, I can barely see it. As it heads towards the ship, uh, just for nostalgia's sake, Sharus fires a ray of frost at it. Attack roll. Let me see if I set this up properly, finally. That's hot. Ooh, wow, or nice. Cold, Jesus. Nice, holy shit. Let me just read something. Give me a second. As a reaction. Yeah, flavor-wise, we'll roll with it. Urkon, you hear a response, a delayed response to the message you sent that's just a scream of pain. Sounds, uh, as, as weird as this is going to say, sound familiar? A little bit. Alright, I'm going to go wake up Zig. Uh, and as it's hit by the Ray of Frost, it's going to make a sharp right turn and start swimming out. Charis watches until it leaves his uh, vision and then hurries down to the beach to wake Boral. Urkon, if you watch it, if you watch it leave... Uh, just before it exits your dark vision range, it surfaces again. Definitely humanoid, but definitely like not human. <laughs> All right. Um, as it's going, can I give a, a, a fuck you as well from me? Are you casting some sort of spell at 120 range? Spiritual weapon. Is that 120 range? It is. Yikers. Manifest to attack. Uh, yeah, make a strike. Okay. So I'll expand one level two spell slot. Why my use of fucking. Is it going to be a whatever. trident or do you have some special? Damn right it is. Goes res vengeance, bitch. Uh, um, yeah. Is it just use my standard attack? It uses it's a, your spell attack. Spell attack. Okay. Uh. Should be on the page Sorry, that has a I... spell DC on it. Oh, it's actually higher than my normal attack. Um, it is plus nine. It's trained plus your wisdom, basically. Wow. Oh, natural 20! Oh, yeah, 29. Uh, D8, so 2D8 plus 8 would be your damage. Holy shit. Come on, Erkan. <laughs> 19. You guys dealt uh, 31 damage. Um, and I'm going to say the figure essentially sprints underwater, but, you know, <laughs> maximum speed swims out of there. 
and out of range of any more spiritual weapons, unfortunately. <laughs> I gotta say, for, for Sharis, what you see is he uh, kind of run over to the side of the boat, like, raise his hand, and, like, this fucking flash um, trident just appears, and he hit just underwater. He just mutters to himself as he moves to Boral. Hope he scared that bitch. Um, as your <clears throat> weapon reached its max range, <laughs> I guess this is what I've happened in my mind. Your trident appears, skewers the figure, and like is pulled along it as it moves, and then it reaches the max range and it's pulled out. Yeah. And as it does, the figure leaves um dark greenish blue streaks of blood behind it as it swims away. Mm. I'll teach you, you fucking skillet bitch. You guys wake up, Borlinzig. Yeah, and Sharus might actually move over to Harmheb as well and wake him. Uh, Brawl wants to know if, you, if they were sure it was that Chalish woman again or if it was just something under the water. Not positive. But given how she moved last time we saw her, it wouldn't surprise me can't be any sort of coincidence. It's either her or it's got to do with her. Is Urkon sent any other message messages to Shars, or is he just flying over Um goes? Well, I'm, I'm gonna go bug Zig first. I'm gonna walk up to I'm gonna walk up to Zig, just like gently nudging my foot. Oi! Wake up. Oi. Hi. I um Something nasty came underwater. It came a little bit close, so um, me and Sharis give it the business. Might be coming back, though. Get up. Okay. Okay. Get your fucking crossbow up. Come on. Where's my hat? Okay, hat. All right. Oh, the hat's very important. Yep. Yep. Hat goes on. Zig wakes up. Yep. Hat goes on before pants. (laughs) That's correct. Don't ask him how he puts his hat on before putting his shirt on. Now I'm imagining Skills. Zig making some late night escapes using only his hat. <laughs> you don't know what's in the brim of that hat, man. MacGyver. Borl and Zig, you are awake. Do you wish to do anything, or shall we? Am I still fatigued? Yes, unfortunately. Sad. Well, um, well I'll I'll say. Well, I suppose I'll take the next watch unless it, you'd prefer I go back to sleep. How long has it been? Um, there's a couple hours left on your watch. This is the midpoint of your watch. No, no. If, if once we know the situation, if everything's good, you can head back to bed. I'll finish my watch. We'll see what Horemheb says, I suppose. Um, Horemheb says... Uh, he's not super worried. Like, he says, oh, you saw something and it ran away? Okay, that's good. Um, he's not ignoring the threat, but he is like, okay, keep an eye on it, tell me if anything else happens. Right. Gotcha. Sorry to wake you. No problem. This is the sort of thing you'd want to wake me for. And Boral feels likewise. Uh, stands, like, on the beach in the, the light of the fire, looking over to Urkon. So, Urkon, what do you think? Uh, you think it was her again? 
I don't fucking know, man. All I know is I stunk, stunk that bitch good. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was not. Uh, it was not happy, and uh, looked a little bit cold-shouldered too. So I think Sharis had his way too. Um, either way, it did not look particularly good as it were coming the way out. It looks like a bleeding seaweed. So whatever it is, ain't ain't, uh, ain't normal. So you know. I think it might be related then. Is it didn't uh, didn't uh, that witch bleed normally? I don't fucking know. The other ones have actually got to hit her. Yeah. Did she bleed normally? Then you tell me. Uh. I will say, in the chaos of that first battle, you didn't really get a no, good it's... look. Okay. There was, there was blood. Uh, you, you can't recall the color at this point. It was, I was also at night. Mm -hmm. Dark vision stuff. That's a lot of our blood mixed in there, too. Okay. Can't, you can't rule out right. anything. I go back and ping Sharos. Just the top of the box. I see him like looking up at the boat. I'm like, well, uh, you know, uh, Zig's up. Uh, skewered the bitch good. Nice shot with the ice. Uh, I think we uh, scared her off for the night. I think so. I did give her a good shank in, though. Glad Either Gosley doesn't like her or Gosley really likes me. Either way, I like both options here. Nobody likes you, Arkan. Oh, I love you too, Dallin. I'll post myself back up on the cliffs. If you see anything else... I'll be back on the boat. Hit me again. Okay. And this time, Sharus positioned himself here. He's still, like, paying some attention to the jungle, but paying more attention to the ocean than he was previously. Is there another crow's nest at the back? Um, yeah. Let's say so. On the rear. Like on the rear mast as well. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna park up there instead, now. Okay. So I can get a little bit of further vision out just in case that fucking bitch shows up again. I will say, um, crows nests are thirty feet above their respective decks, which are thirty feet above the water level. Uh, I'll say Sharus is at plus thirty as well. I just accidentally rolled a bunch of dice. My bad. Um. Okay, while I do this, uh, your watch, the rest of your watch goes by without incident, and Zig and Borl, it's your turn. Okay. I'll switch with Ercon. Yeah, up in the crow's nest. Yeah, Charis wakes Borl after a little bit. And, like, points out where he's been watching. Yeah. Borl, I will also uh, do the same with Zig. Or we'll hang out over here. Good idea then. Uh, taking taking the back's nest. If they're coming, you know, we're gonna get. They're gonna come through the water. Get see them first. The back crow's nest will put you very far from the beach, but is a good. This is the best view of the ocean, of course. Right. So Zig, I'm putting you out here. And Boral, you're on the little cliff. Both of you perceptions as well. Nope. Wow. You guys are killing it. We're going to combat and I'll be 45 runs. 
Eagle Eye Boral out here. Diggs, nothing getting past him. Eagle Eye Boral. Um. A humanoid creature is. You're not sure it was like. Well, you didn't notice it from its full path, but somewhere south of you, uh, in very shallow water, it is essentially crawl sneaking uh, at the base of these cliffs. And I will say. It is even, it's almost got like a ghillie suit of seaweed. It's trying very hard to be stealthy. You rolled a natural 20. Um, but it's, you know, snake. So the area like along these rocks here, how shallow is that? Um, kind of reef bordering like outside this beach that I'm right above you're saying if you wanted to sort of run like this yeah or if i wanted to just even wade kind of slowly along that path i would say it's definitely wadeable um parts of it like this part might be the deepest but then you could also like jump certain parts like it's definitely you know what i'll say um if you roll an athletics check the whole area is only difficult terrain no no worse um... I think instead I'll just try and very um, closely watch that figure. These are tents here to the to my right. New ones? Yeah. I will say, occupied. Uh, I will say they are uh, not for people. So it's it's more like I don't know piles of lumber that are covered from the rain or something like that. But it's Aura will uh, it's walk thing. over towards the tents while keeping an eye on this figure and see what what, they, what it does. So you're going to hop back over, climb down the ropes, and then go? Um, I'll just hop into the water and jump onto the beach, and then onto the beach. Uh, it's pretty shallow water, so like jumping into the water here, I will ask okay. for a check. Because, you know, jumping into three feet of water is risky. Or two feet even. No, I'll I'll do the uh I'll I'll get off the cliff to go all the way around. Okay. I won't ask for an athletics to climb the ropes. Um by the time you go all the way around, uh your perception rides, it has perched up behind this rock. And it's watching both the ship and the camp. Zig will probably like get down from the crow's nest, kind of move closer to, like, the edge where they, um, set up the alarm bell and stuff, like, by the other crow's nest, I guess. See if he can't get a better, keep a better eye on it, but he's... I'm gonna be mean, I'm gonna say Zig didn't see it. Um, I didn't alert you because only Boral spotted it. The net 20? Yes. Alright, then Zig would stay up in the in the crow's nest. It was a different approach via a different angle that uh, your position didn't catch. It's currently not moving, though. It's paused, Boral. Um, 
Whirl will just slowly walk towards it with his great club at the ready. Oh, you're just gonna like walk at it? Yeah, yeah, slowly, just directly at it, see what happens. That's interesting. Um, are you making any attempt to disguise that you know where it is, or are you literally like, hey, there you are, walking towards you? Um, I, I am kind of, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it obvious that I know where it is. I could be just patrolling along the Hit beach. Hit me with a deception. Um, as it sees you shuffle around the rock and start walking down the beach with a great club in hand, that clump of seaweed retreats with haste. Okay. And I will say, at this point, because it's kind of broken its stealth, Zig, you see a suspicious clump of seaweed that's moving along the shore. Oh. What? Fuck. I'll follow up to here. It's running, so are you going to run along with it? Yeah. I just want to see where it goes. I'm just going to, like, stop a bit there. Now Zeke gets down from the crow's nest and gets to, like, the edge of the boat and tries to cheer to see it where it's running. It's, like, it's like over ruler tool over here, right? Um... It's it's directly south of you. Directly south. Under okay. the cliffs. Alright. So this is... Uh, as it scrambles along the cliffs, you have a better view of it than the other two party members did when it was underwater. This is what you see running away. A kind of thin, raggedy, wearing clothes, wet, slimy hair. Um, and if you're having trouble seeing it at the edge of dark vision, that is intentional. Sort of a humanoid figure scrambles along the cliffs in a almost reminds you kind of a of a ghoul or something like that. It's kind of running on fours. Boro will. Uh... Can I see Boro? I'm gonna make that athletics check to try and go here and then see if I can like see uh dig. Roll me athletics. Yeah, you get there no problem, and the two of you do can see each other from here. I think I saw it again, this time along the rocks. Didn't look like a witch, looked more like a some sort of ghoul or zombie. Alright, yeah, I can kinda see it, and he'll like pull out, pull out his crossbow, and we're gonna take, or we're gonna try and shoot it. I think they're scouting us. I don't I think, think we're gonna be able to take a fight. It still looks wounded, though, right? Um, no. It's looking like a different one. Well, did you see the last one? I don't think you did, right? Because it was described it. to Boral. It was yeah. It was described that it took a bunch of damage and got skewered. Um, it sounds like the description. It does not look wounded. Keep in mind, you're seeing it from almost over a hundred feet away. You know. Yeah. Doesn't look wounded. 
might be more than one. Or we'll just wait where he is. Zig, take a, I would say uh, the max range you can see or shoot at is 120. Take a 120 foot shot, whatever that penalty would be. Minus two. Okay. Um, 18. Oh, so 18. Yeah, just, I think if it was broad daylight, maybe you would have had a better chance just a little off. It was close. You definitely, it, it would have noticed that shot. arrow hits like the rock in front of its face kind of deal yeah like where the rock where its foot had just been yeah and after that it's going to dive in the water it's not that fast underwater it's no dolphin that's for sure and swims away i'll see sharis and urkan you were awakened because Borl and Zig would have had to shout uh, back and forth to be heard. Sharus probably would have stepped out of the tent, saw Borl was not up on the cliff, and would get his ass up there. Oh, would Borl would Borl be able to make it back up the cliff that way? Uh, this way, it's climbable. It's difficult, but you're like an athletics master, so. Uh, see if we make it. It's difficult to the average person. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Roll comes back up Cliff. Not, he's not, I don't think he's very winded and says, oh, hey. Um, I think we saw another one. They're, they're scouting us. They, they're, they're running away. They're cowardly. But I think something's going to happen. I'm sure it's like, he's scanning the, the water at the edge of his vision. Sharis and Narcon are looking at perception as well. I okay, I'm awake now. Where is my perception? 20. Sharis kind of glances at Boral. Another one. Well, unless it heals very quickly, it had to be. Sharis just kind of nods, goes back to scanning the water. Uh, both of you are pretty paranoid. Uh, you've seen a thing, you've been awoken by party members have seen a thing, and both of you are not seeing anything. And, and same with Borl and Zig is you think it fled east to the uh, the ocean. Borl's going to go talk to uh, Hormheb. Yeah, Hormheb just... basically asks for a status report. This is the second time he's been awakened. Yeah. Borl explains his theory about and something imminent, but that they're just gathering information. Well, is it imminent or is it gathering information and running? Because well, why bother gathering information if you're not planning to do to act on it? Do you have any? I'm gonna. You guys want to join them on the shore? I'm gonna stay up on the the crow's nest actually. For now, because I feel like if we have anywhere we're going to spot them from early, it's going to be there. Okay, uh, we'll have a few people join you. If you think that uh, more more guards are needed right now, I'll wake Itochi up and perhaps one or two other people. And perhaps all four of you can stay awake for the rest of the night. Shars has stayed up on the cliffs while Boro reports. 
Time to start sleeping in crow's nests. Orlodra says, yes, sir. And I'll, I'll let Sheriff know. Sheriff's just kind of like nods like he was planning to be up anyway. We'll, uh, we'll let you sleep until noon. Uh, but uh, make sure the night goes by safely. Don't worry, they show up again. And Sharis just kind of, like, is one of these, like, runs his thumb across his throat. Okay. I'll uh, go back to, I guess, an uneasy sleep, uh, and I'll let you and Itochi handle the defense. Oral's gonna go back out to his little rock perch. Do a bit of fishing if he can. From the 30-foot rock perch? Maybe if you have enough line. Oh, from there. Down here. That's very interesting. It's a pretty decent position, actually. While he while he watches. Okay. Fishing goes better this time. Um, the rest of you spend an uneasy night, but it seems like after two attempts, whatever it was was repelled. Um... And is not trying a third time. You don't see anything else. And eventually, dawn starts to. Uh, weirdly, this map compass is wrong, but east would be down. Dawn starts to creep up over. You know, the sky starts to get light, and eventually the sun starts to creep up over the cliffs to the south. the threat of a nighttime attack has passed. And let's take a break there. IRL break. Seems like a good time. As you survived your watches and uh, well, whatever they were planning, it seems like you uh, stopped it. Cool, cool, cool. Be back soon. Yep. Good shit. Let's pick it up. Uh, cause we started a bit late. Let's not waste any time here. Uh, the party... I mean, I had plans. That scene wasn't supposed to be a nothing burger where just uh, an NPC shows up and leaves. But y'all rolled like 27, 25, 27 on perceptions. And not only that... Not only that, but like... You didn't just perceive, you actually reacted, like, very aggressively on both halves of the watch. So I was like, well, my scout runs away. What else would you do? Um, so nothing happened. Which is good. That means you did your job as defenders of the camp. We had to prove our worth early. You did Just following orders. You did prove your worth on the first night. Um, and it is morning uh, in this little hidden cove nestled between some cliffs and the jungle um y'all are tired so unless you wish to push exhaustion you probably want to get about six hours of sleep here until noon noonish i am down for sleep till noon yeah i imagine we just have like a talk with yep with the yep. interested members of the crew explain what we saw what are theories were without the uh, the middle of the night interfering. 
Sure. You were in the Spread the word about what's going on. Yeah. Um, Probably. I mean, we've already explained to, to Yulia as well, so I mean, we would probably mention the suspicion that we would have based on the fact that it moved through the water very similarly to our witch and why we acted so aggressively from the outset. I'll say you're having this little powwow with Horamheb, Yulia, and Itochi. Uh, that's kind of the most relevant defenders of the camp. Well, and you guys, obviously. Um... Ormheb being uh, second mate, and Yulia technically being fourth mate, although that's more of an unofficial position. But if somehow Hinson, and Horemheb and Creed were all drop dead, she'd be first mate. <laughs> um, yeah, they all look a like they're unsure of what's going on. Um, they ask you if you know who this assailant could be, because they can't think. That's not one of the, the mutineers, they say. But it's Nothing. possible the mutineers recruited them. Or vice versa. I mean, you mentioned those two halflings that were ones who led us into the ambush. I fucked up the fuckle Dumbledore with the fucking uh, crocodiles and the sea witch. Who she is, I couldn't tell you. Although I s strongly suspect she's responsible for our uh, carpenter's mishap. It's not good. I was hoping. Well, you know this already. I was training him for carpenter's mate. And now I need a replacement. Which also means I need to go back to the town at some point to look for a replacement. Sharas kind of looks over at the others. Guessing you might want some guards for that. Yes. Perhaps, though, we will wait. There was training scheduled for the afternoon for you. We can wait a day or two for this. Get you accustomed here. Let us know. It's what you pay us for. I will let you know. Sure. Hormheb will um, give you the full roster of the mutineers so that there's no confusion. Um, it's not that many. Um, he says in total about nine people mutinied. Uh, two of them were killed in the mutiny. That was the former... The killed ones were the former bosun, the former helmsman. Uh, and seven got away once they started losing the battle. Um, so the list is Hyrix Snowfeather. The Tengu swashbuckler that was the first mate. Alara and Elodin. You've already seen them. The two halflings, they were riggers. Anna was the former cook. That's why Cobb is now doing it. Because there was an actual cook before. Mm -hmm. uh, Lorcan was the dwarf that was the gunner's mate. Apparently there was bad blood between him and Creed. And so Lorcan switched. And um, two sailors named 
have fun spelling these. I'll spell them out for you. Oh, no. Oh, God. You should just give me the names and it would have been great. Kuangzhe and Satoru. Okay. Both Tian names. Yes. Um, two sailors who actually... Itochi will mention this. Um, they were formerly on the quote-unquote Borders and Repellers team. So they're two of the better fighters in that group. Besides, of course, Hyrex. The halflings were riggers? Halflings were riggers. Um, he says both Kuangzhe and Satoru have... Uh, they're skilled martial artists, is how he would describe them. If, right. if you do run into them, beware. They're not to be taken lightly. Bit more finesse than a uh, typical bar fight. Well, Itoshi says one of them has finesse, the other is more about raw strength. Right. That <laughs> You're not far off. Um, yeah, so he says seven that we know got away that doesn't match the description of any of this, like, underwater woman you've seen. Um, so that's probably someone they've recruited. Um, but, you know, they tell you the full roster so that you can keep an eye out. In the meantime, um, you sleep until noon. So to finish a long rest, you know, refresh your spell slots, heal to full except Boral. Your 1 HP of damage does not heal. Sorry, could you repeat that? So I... I... Get everything back. Yeah, long rest. You get a full rest apart from Ball. Okay, cool. You, you still get the all the other benefits of a long rest, Borl. It's just that one hit point of damage will not heal. That you took from, uh, well, your curse. I see. So you're at 54 out of 55. Yep. Um... And we're going to move into a phase that I called training. Um, which is, this actually represents the next couple of days, but we'll do it all in one batch now. Which is over the next couple of days, you're going to get your, you know, basic training welcome to uh, the police academy or, or the ship. Uh... All of you, I think, have some sailor experience, but just in case you didn't, they would train you on how to sail a ship, on basic stuff like where it's stored. You know, it's your orientation. Yeah. Um, and so over the next couple days, actually, I'm going to say you can choose one of the following things to become trained in. Uh, or if you have another suggestion, like something you'd want to train up in this time, you can also mention that. But they will offer to train you in the use of pistols. You'll become trained in firearms. You could They'll offer to train you how to use the cannons, so you can become trained in siege engines. Uh, sailing lore, in case you weren't already, they'll teach you that. If you want to practice cooking, they'll teach you how to cook. If you want to hang out with a navigator, she'll teach you weather lore. 
And if you want to just, I don't know, hang out with some pirates, learn some details of the criminal underworld, you can learn underworld lore. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't Fuck, I really kind of want to do underworld lore. Um, and before you have to commit to a decision, uh, you'll get another one later. So this is like the first training bit. There'll be a second bit of training where you can pick another one. But after. Oh, yeah, Sheriff will focus on firearms. Zig is already expert in firearms. Zig wants trained in siege engines. He wants some cannon. So fun fact. Fun fact about the okay. cannons. I'll ask you guys can in a second. But the cannons have a. Um, they do have a proficiency rank, and then it's plus a flat 9 to fire them. So if you become trained, you can attack at plus 14 with a cannon. Ooh, that's hot. Jesus. I'm gonna just like... Alright. They do take uh, a while to load. Yeah. Obviously. They're like... Like a 3-action reload or something. Three, three 3-action three activities to load a cannon. Right. One 3-action activity to aim and fire it. Yep. We're gonna shoot the cannon, abandon the cannon. Um, Boral and Lucy, or n names and, uh... Um, not being trained in it, I'm going to take sailing lore. Seems like a, a good gap to fill in. Give What's me weather the... I want to, I want to, I want to be able to tell the difference between a creature disturbing the water and a natural current disturbing the water. Give me that weather lore. Weather lore seems fitting for a player who goes, right? Yeah, I will say, if you spend some time with Belina, she is not explicitly a cleric of Gosri, but is definitely a follower. Um, and she'll teach you all about it. I was going to say, weather lore would probably be my second choice. So, so do we just get that now? Yeah. Take that Maybe Urkon right. won't shut up about it for the next few days and Charis <laughs> picks them up by osmosis. <laughs> you know what? That's that's pretty on... You know, I'll give you that. We'll do a part two uh, here on the camp later, representing, you know, like, let's say, three or four more days of training. And then maybe as we sail throughout the adventure, maybe they'll we'll just keep doing periodically these training periods. I kind of like that idea. Because I didn't put any, like, OP skills on there or anything. It's not, you know, medicine. Just minor stuff. Yeah, add that to your sheet now. Um, Do we have the firearms sheet, by the way? I don't really know exactly off the top of my head what's available and whatnot. Well, what, what's simple and what isn't. Um... Let me take a look. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't just take anything off the list or anything like that, given that it's whatever they give us. But Yeah, to be clear, they're not giving you a firearm. They're just training you training. how to use them. Yeah, no, I know. I, I meant more just for reference. Um, It'll be like, what, flintlock pistol and musket? They have flintlock pistols. Uh, so here's the flintlock pistol. Um, I'll paste it in... Uh, Discord. 1d4 piercing, 20 foot range. Uh, reload 1. One handed, obviously. Fatal d8. That's what 
they'll let you use that if if there's a battle, basically. You won't have any trouble getting that. Um, I guess I'll just, I don't know, let me just screenshot this. That's probably the best way to do it. The whole table? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the table. Um, dueling pistols are available, uh, basically reserved for officers. They have a couple. You'll, that's the good one. <laughs> they can probably work his way up to a dueling pistol, because that is the you know, D6 instead of a D4. Fatal, more range, more fatal damage. Yeah, so my my thinking is kind of along, like, I'm trained in simple weapons already, so... Oh yeah, I guess um, this is the distinction between, like... I guess firearms would just cover both simple and martial. I would say firearms, you get trained with everything on this list. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't wasting it. And I will say they have one flintlock musket, but they're not super popular among these pirates. They're just a little unwieldy. And the bonus range is, hey, like, not great. Could you do us a favor and uh, post the list of former assholes in the pirates' Discord chat, please? They, yes, I will. They'll be on tonight. Because you said you were you were keeping track of the full list. I think I missed one or two. Uh, here. And we'll just, we'll just like, where's my snap tool? Yeah, I'll post it. Hang on. Thank you. Boop. That's a lot of things that are open. There it is. Um, let me fix the spelling of those. Ah. <laughs> I know Eladin is spelled wrong. Hyrik um, is spelled wrong. Oh, it's a Y. Yeah. Hyrix. That's the seven mutineers that uh, right, escaped. Down go. So you sleep, you train for a couple days, uh, you gain this proficiencies. Um, does your watch strategy change the following night? Or are we going to do two and two separate rolls? I don't know. It worked pretty well. It did work pretty well. I think maybe we should add more people to watch. Because I think if it if, if we end if it ends up where these fuckers do the same thing again. We're gonna get outnumbered when inevitably, you know, big angry scout comes along this time. Less than a scout, more of a stabber. Yeah, I could see Sharus maybe trying to talk Forumheb into letting all four of us be on watch through the night and then continue with the later morning thing. But I'm not sure how well that would go over. No, that would go over just fine. If he thinks he says if you feel it's necessary for the safety of the camp, yeah, watch all night and you know, half sunrise till noon off. Adopt my personal sleeping schedule. Right. Well, okay. Mine too, really. Yeah, in that case, I guess the four of us would just shift our sleep schedules a couple hours. Unless somebody objects. 
Doesn't seem like it. Sorry, I had a bit of a spike thing. Could you repeat what you're doing? Sorry. Uh, all four of us would be perhaps shifting our sleep schedule so we're all on watch at once and then sleeping till noon. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Um, for the next night, um, everybody roll me perception checks. Oh, I guess I didn't adjust the lighting. But yeah, there would have been a day and then a night again. Uh, boom. 15. Not so good this night. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> We're all bricking it. We're all bricking it this night. We bricked it. There's a light fog that rolls in this oh, night. They won't be back. <laughs> right. What are the chances? Um, so there's a light fog that rolls in this night and makes seeing a bit more difficult. But on the other hand, there are four of you this time. And spread out between the... What is sort of your your arrangement? The fog at this point is just for flavor. It's not like limiting your vision really. Bor Borals really likes this rock. He he brought some like greenery out to, as a pet to sit on and it's just chilling. Yeah, Sharus is still up on the cliff, but probably moves a little further back since Boral is out there. We'd probably each gonna... uh, split a crow's nest, you think? Ah, oh, yeah, sounds good. Can we swap crow's nest? You want to swap crow's nest? Okay. So I can be front, you can be back. Yeah. Oh, and Urkan is communications lead with message covering all yeah. four people. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. <laughs> You're the relay tower. <laughs> I am. The worst translation relay tower you've ever heard. I mean... It did Translation the... goes by Glasgow. <laughs> it works, it works. It did the job last time. Better than shouting. Better than shouting. <laughs> or, ca or carrier pigeon. Um, or trying to shoot That's arrows with little notes attached to them. I just love the idea that you know, Zig's like, oh, kind there's something over there, tell Shires. I shot us, there's something over the fucking ear! <laughs> Two minutes later. <laughs> Max Decibel's message, even though he doesn't need to shout. <laughs> All right, night two goes by nothing. It's, uh, they're not coming back the night after. You assume we're scared off. Um, a couple days go by of training. You're watching every night. It seems uneventful, although it is, um... It seems like a bit of foggy weather is rolling through this part of the coast, because each night it's getting a little bit foggier than before. Um, to where if this keeps up, your, you know, I think your watching capabilities might be diminished. Can I, uh, can I use my weather law now to see if this is natural or magically generated in some way? You certainly can. Yeah, could I use nature for the same, particularly since I mean. Air sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hero point. Naturally, nah, I am gonna hero point that roll. Good. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not lower. Uh... Not lower. I was thinking of the same thing though, but because nah, not the skills for it. 
You have some suspicions, Urkon. Um, I'll say you have a gut feeling that something is off, but you know you don't. You can't say anything concrete. Yeah. yeah. Check with nature as well. Go ahead. Or Boris is there some all of them. Um, <laughs> Boris and Shaw. Boral, I will say. Um, Likewise, it's um, it's not that common to get strong banks of fog for several nights, um, and with the timing, it's it metaphorically stinks to you, Boral, not literally. <laughs> and uh, Sharis, having rolled the highest, um. You definitely have suspicions about this fog. Uh, doesn't sit right with you. You do I like suspect it's magical fog of any kind? For a fog to sit for a couple days like this, um, you know it does clear a bit in the daytime, but like. Let's put it this way. If this was natural, it'd be like a once-in-ten-years sort of event. So you're starting to... Okay. I'm going to object based on the fact that the fucking town that I live in has been foggy for like 20 hours in a day before. Well, we don't, but... live, in, we don't live in a tropical <laughs> we don't live... climate. Yeah, this isn't a tropical climate. Yeah. And... I also know nothing Sharis about... would have kind of shared his suspicions and um, particularly when talking to the crew would probably emphasize his like magical connection to the air as like a justification for them. You say the crew you mean a party or like NPCs? To the NPCs. To the crew, you'd just be like, this is, this is some, some bullshit. This is some bullshit? Yeah. Um, but, like, regardless of how necessarily true it is that his suspicions are based on that, he would use it to, like, shore up his suspicions with the crew? Um, some of them agree. Some of them think you're being superstitious. Um, but even the ones that agree, let's say Horam have agrees with you. Uh, they're like, well, what should we do about it? Do you have any ideas? Is your pre can your priest of Gosray clear the fog? Charles is going to turn to Urkon like, can you do that? Um, well, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just pause for a few minutes while I look on the spell list, and absolutely nothing in there can. Um, well, if it's if it's localized beneath the ship, maybe I can find something. I don't know. We're going to have a look under a ship and stick around for a bit, hour or so. Well, See if there's anything under there causing it, but doubt it. Yeah, feel free to check it out, but. Um... Until then, I guess we'll just have to keep careful watches. Um, coordinate with Atochi on how best to 
do such a thing. It's not impeding our work. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you know if we figure anything else out. Um, at some point, then, uh, given the the blessing of this, I'm gonna. Actually, I'm gonna offer this to anyone who wants to come with me. You say, uh, lads, I've got, I've got an idea. How would you all like to breathe underwater for the next uh, hour or so? And coming up, we have a look down there. Did they get anything into the boat? Aye. I think it might be good to check. Fair enough. Alright. Well, uh... Are we doing this during the day or at night? Well, during the day so we have better visibility underwater. Because during at night we might get ganked doing it. So it would be like during the evening. Because we're, we're, currently, we're currently living the nightlife. Yeah. So, kinda, but before it gets too dark. Shars kinda like looks at the water. I think I'll stay up here, thanks. I don't know as long as there's a good chance of getting someone. That's well, a good chance. I was just mainly checking things out, you know. Making sure that uh and fucked anything below. I mean, you know, since we're gonna be on the ship for a while, I wanna make sure it's actually good to go. And a uh, good way to do that is actually check if they fucked anything below. Sure, so we'll actually, like, stay on a raft um, beside the ship, though, so he's close at hand. Yeah, during the day, rafts are a little more scarce, as they are working on the hull of the ship on the outside, and Yulia is constantly on a raft overseeing um, hull repairs. Sure, might, might take the water-breathing spell if it's yeah, up yeah. for grabs, so... but probably won't jump in with you. What I'll do then is I'll cast water breathing on all of us plus Yulia if she'll let me in case something happens. She'll take it if you're giving it for free. Yep. I certainly am. And you're going to have a, a, a dive under the boat. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so this cove is I guess fairly deep. Um, in order to yeah, to have a look at if there's anything wrong with it. So I'll say the ship's keel uh, goes. It's not loaded right now. I'll say only twenty feet below the water surface. Uh, and then there's another thirty feet of water below that to the sea floor. You check in the bottom of the boat. Yeah, checking it out. Perception. Yeah, See so if there's anything like, if there's any like anything interesting that's been like planted or scarred or marked or damaged. Oh or... my! Oh, oh my God! Not oh. one. Fuck you, Jesus. You already spent your hero. Please. I was gonna say, just use your arrow. I did. Yeah. Charis is actually watching the sea at this point in case somebody's keeping an eye on us, interfering mm. with anything. It's still mid-afternoon, so the crew's still working. There's still lots of light, and uh, I guess the roll perception too if you're watching. Nineteen. Shard seems pretty clear. Uh, those diving, um, Boral and Urcon, it's quite murky down here. It's, it's that sort of greenish water with a lot of particles floating in it. 
Um, a lot of stuff coming off the ship. Um, like you get Some a... dipshit worker dropped something. Mm. Put a throw of cloud. Um, this is a good moment to talk about invasive species. Uh, no. There's... <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of mollusks. No. Uh, Zig. Uh, you get a better look. You have ideas, Zig, about if you had the power to swim underwater, how you're thinking of barrels of gunpowder and various things attached to the bottom. And you do a pretty thorough sweep, and you suspect it's, it's clear. Um... In fact, because the ship's currently being repaired, it's even been, you know, the normal crust of barnacles that you'd get has actually even been... Peeled off? Yeah, peeled off a little bit. Not spotless, but... Um, I think this angle of attack is pretty, pretty unlikely. No holes. No devices. Mines haven't been invented yet, but, you know... <laughs> magical mines, maybe. But the first day they do, we'll be ready. It was a good thing to check, but uh, you think you're safe on that angle. So, let's say day four of... Uh, you've, you've been here for three full days now. This is fourth day. Yulia says, your training seems to be going well. And actually, aren't you supposed to pick up the masthead about now? That's right. That's Maybe right. it's time to uh, escort you to town. Yeah, she agrees. Let's go. I need I need a thing or two from town. Let's the five of us take half a day back in town, not even the full day. All right. Um. In the meantime, Borl, unfortunately, your condition is well. It's not getting worse. You're just fatigued. But it is continuing at the same speed, which means you're taking a D4 of unhealable damage per day. So you're down okay. six six HP. Interesting. Mm, wait. Yeah. So you now have uh, seven unhealable hit points. I see. Your max HP is 48 at the meantime. Still more than the entire party. It is still a lot, but the Barbarian is certainly... As this thing progress... Not, not progresses, it's kind of... The good news is, is you feel it's, it's not getting... It hasn't gotten worse in the past couple of days. Bad news is it hasn't gotten better. Um, and, then, and you sail back to Lily White. Let's take a look at Lily White again. Same as you left it. The little town is quite busy. Um, your only task is seemingly to stop by Hearth of Sitstones and pick up that uh, masthead, but if you want to shop or do anything else, it's probably your last stop in the town. 
do with the sheet? Um, I guess, as you said before, like pistols aren't available for like purchase or anything, like personal. I would say, given some time, you could maybe find a pistol. For given you have a half a day, it's pretty unlikely that. In that case, Sheriff's sure, sure, mostly just stick with Yulia then. Uh, maybe try to uh, make a good impression. Okay. Oh, just hit me with a quick diplomacy. 17. As a whole, the crew seems to like you, and Yulia is no exception. Um, she, she definitely seems to trust to trust you a lot more than four or five days ago on the pier. Um, and actually, throughout your day, you'll stop by Terrence Planks, because uh, she needs to pick up some lumber, and she tells you, or Taryn tells you, Taryn inquires you about um, the other three loggers, because he heard about Thorvar's death, and the news reached him that Car, uh, Echo, and Sini had fled town. Oh, they fled town. Interesting. Interesting. They were actually the ones who alerted us to Thorvar's death. You said no, they didn't do it. It's quite suspicious that they. Uh, Failed right after he shows up as a corpse. They would have told us if they had done it themselves. I was fairly confident. I have some suspicions about what might be going on, but uh, a little less confident in them now. Do you know what happened to Thorvar? I had heard that you you were uh, spotted in that area the next morning, so I. Assuming you took a look around. Yeah, we did. We... He was, what, killed out on the pier? Dragged to where uh, I got off the pier and left in plain sight. Um, his throat was slit before he was killed. Or, before, before he was dragged out and then was impaled to... Uh... Body was staged. Body was staged, yeah. Uh, might have been a little threat maybe towards me pinned to his body. Yeah, we know it could be towards Urkhan. You have a uh, enemy or something? Something I should be worried about or your own business? Pretty sure it's our own business. Okay. You're telling me I don't have to worry about it. I'll trust you, but that better means I don't have to worry about it. If, uh, if I start to think any different, you'll be the first to know. Hoping I can clear it up before it becomes a problem for anybody else, though. Alright. If it's the problem I think it is, her and I have a, uh, a meeting scheduled. Okay. You four have a pretty good reputation about town now. Uh, I've, I've heard you're leaving soon, but I'm sure you're planning to come back. We wouldn't want anything to happen to that good reputation of yours, would we? Sure, just smiles. Sort of like 
like he's heard a, a funny joke. Good. I'm kind of trying so hard to keep his mouth shut right now. Sarah's just like, he's not trying. looking, just like steps back and steps on Urkon's foot. <laughs> can, I make a, can I make a wisdom save? If you um, want. You're the role player. What the equivalent is. Is it a will, will save? Will. Alright. Where are we? Oh, damn, I'm good. You're good. I restrained myself. So, uh, assuming none of you say anything else to Terran, he basically says, oh yeah, right, Yulia, that thing you asked me to do. And it seems like uh, Terran has found somebody for Yulia to be the carpenter's mate. Um, so you will pick up a new person who I have not invented yet. Ask me next session who it is. Uh, there is a car there's a new carpenter's mate. Um, I will name them afterwards. They are at this point unimportant okay. to the story. <laughs> um, I'd like to buy some shining ammunition. Okay, what does that do? Um, they're they're three gold. They're a level one. I don't like consumable item. Basically, you sh when you shoot them at something, it sticks, and then it shines light like a torch at and like sticks to them. That's cool. Yeah, it lasts for ten minutes. Like a like a tracker dart type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, creature can remove the ammunition with an interact, but I mean it still glows, so they just drop it on the ground. It's still pretty good. Yeah, I want to buy two because they're three gold. But yeah, I will say um, the bullets are a little harder to track down, but you 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 do find it. Um, you know the persons when you say you want to buy that, they start pulling out arrows. You're like, no no no, not arrows. Oh no, it is arrows, isn't it? It's just, it's, uh, and any ammunition, but I guess that's to be, like, made as a specific type for whatever you're shooting. Well, I, I, in my head you had a gun already, but you don't. Right, right. You have a crossbow, so you ask for bolts. Yes, for now it would be bolts. Okay, take two bolts for six gold. Okay. Um, Oops. Another thing that happens while you're in Lily White, uh, you get a message, basically someone finds you, like, you know, a, a little, uh, message boy. And says that um, Anyabwile at the temple wanted to speak to you. Hmm. Oh, that's Swab's proper name. Right? I think so. Sab, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to get a couple of lesser alchemical bombs on my way to the temple. Ooh, what kind? Fires? Um, fire and acid. Yeah, those are very commonly available. Great. I'll grab a couple of each. I've adjusted my gold accordingly. Sick. Spend level one items, unless they say I'm like uncommon or rare or something. Basically, uh, very easy to find. Up to level three could be found. Uh, I might ask for a roll on like a level three item. So you're gonna go uh, see Sob? He did just ask to see us, so yeah. Assuming Yulia is good with joining us. So you, you're like you're sticking to Yulia, like you're not splitting up at all. Sure, is probably sticking to Yulia at least. 
she says like she says like you can go or are you saying I should come with you I mean you're no, the you defense guards so I'm happy to to follow you around for the day okay fine let's stick together uh, give me a few minutes here and then we'll go see your friend at the temple appreciate it she uh she yeah, does I don't think we should split up okay Fair enough. You're, if you're worried that Yulia or the <laughs> the next commoners may dies too, <laughs> it's like the defense of the dark cars teacher. Uh... <laughs> um. All right. As a party, you all go to the, the temple, and Saab is there, and he is overjoyed to see you, uh, and extremely surprised. My friends, I did not expect. Uh, uh, frankly, once I heard that you'd left I and hadn't seen you in several days, I thought I'd, well, never see you again, or thought you'd skip down entirely. Well, we're uh, getting some last-minute supplies and picking up uh, an order before actually leaving. That's good. So you have stumbled yourself into a life of piracy. I guess it was a fortuitous first meeting that we had. Glad to have guided you around town on that day. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I wanted to speak to you. You got my message, I assume. We did. I... Um, several things. Uh, well, let's start with, I guess, probably the more pressing. How are you feeling, my friend? Uh, looks at you, Borl. I, uh, the curse was well, mentioned. Uh, honestly, weaker by the day. It's not looking good. I need to get to Quint soon or seek other treatment. Well, I do have some good news for you. Uh, yes, he sort of, he'll look over you with a medicine check. Um, yeah, you don't look, you look a little bit worse off than before, I must admit. But you're holding up strong, you're, uh, uh, here's the good news. Um, I look, I researched more into these types of curses, and, uh, the one that I believe is afflicting you, uh, you, you mentioned that drinking is... Is uncomfortable and tastes awful, right? Yes, and food is fine. The one that is afflicting you, the good news is, um, these things do only, typically, unless it is a very powerful hex by some sort of master, which uh, typically only lasts a week or maximum two weeks, maybe. So if you mm. think you can survive a couple days to a week more of this, I think you will make it through. I certainly hope so, Saab. From what I've heard, it is more of a... Uh, well, it's a minor hex to either kill a, a relatively weak person or annoy a stronger one. It, it should not uh, kill you outright. Well, it's certainly annoying. I'll give them that much. I understand. I do. Much appreciated. Um, please accept a, a donation to the, to the temple. Uh, uh, you have donated... Your... Plenty, friend. It's it's it's. All right. Uh, I'm very grateful for your generosity already. I really appreciate you looking into this, Sob. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, furthermore, actually, for all four of you, um, your friends came by. Uh, it's it was the uh, the Ikuje, the Tengu, and uh, the other man. Um, the one the Ikuje named Echo, I think. Mm. Yeah. What about them? We just heard they just left town. 
They left town several days. They left town basically the morning after you left town, I think. Or maybe even that night. Um, but they left some stuff for you. Echo said he had carved some talismans for you as a reward for the help you you gave him in the loggers. And Saab shows you the following talismans. Because this is loot I promised you in Saturn 2 that I never gave you. Here it is. <laughs> I don't know what any of those do. Monkey pin, onyx pin. I know what half of those do. So, so, for the new players, or the newer players, talismans are consumables that are attached to either a weapon or armor. Um, they're basically a one-time use tight small magic item. Have a minor effect. Bronze ball is shove. Bonus to shove. Okay. Jade cat is. Okay. Shove, feather fall, uh, acrobatics to balance, and what's the panther? I think it's a stealth thing. Uh, yeah, you can move your full speed during sneak. Triggers when you use a sneak action. You can move your full speed during the triggering sneak and any other time you sneak this turn. It's pretty neat. Normally stealthing is technically half speed, or you move full speed and take a penalty. Whereas this makes you fast stealth for a bit. So does anybody in the party have crafting? Nope. Uh, I am trained. Don't think so. You have a repair kit, Paisy? Uh, I... I'm pretty sure I bought a repair kit because I bought it in case I needed to ever repair my guns, which is also why I took crafting. Uh, uh yes, it is. Wait, I don't have a repair kit. That's fine. Uh, at the workshop back on the ship, you can. There is effectively a repair kit there. I think I didn't buy one because I didn't need it right away, and I couldn't afford it. Was starting. Yeah, they are. I think <laughs> yeah. five gold. Uh, back at the ship, you can use the workshop. And affix these talismans as you wish, because there's no roll. It's just ten minutes to fix a talisman. Okay. Um, yeah, so you have a stealth one, you have a shove one. Monkey pin is climb. Is it climb? I thought it was the acrobatics one. Uh, you activate is... the talisman, use a climb action. If you succeed, you move your full speed during the climb. If you roll a critical fa failure, you get a failure instead. So monkey yeah. pin gives... Does it. climb... Does Clam go off of acrobatics or athletics? Athletics. I'll right, take the acrobatics, need... the cat, balance one. Yep, and okay. also if you fall, you can trigger the Jade Cat to soften the fall. I guess I, I put that in the, in the activation or notes for the breastplate. You can put it on your sheet wherever you want. Just remember that you have a Jade Cat cat attached to your armor. Each armor or weapon only has one talisman slot. Yeah. I'll take the bronze bowl, I guess, because between me and Boro, I'll be the only... One of us is going to be showing. You reckon... I, I think you should probably take the stealth one, though. Because if you stealth up and manage to get a shot on somebody and blow their head off with a pistol, it might be a good time. <laughs> Dang. I'll already be shoving people because I have bonuses other ways. Yeah. Right, well, like between the two of us, one of us is going to take yeah. the shot. Oh, I took I took Jade Cat. Mm -hmm. 
I'll take the bowl. I don't think I'll ever use it, but I'll take the bowl. That's fair. Okay, yeah, if you want to take the bowl. Okay. And then I'll take the, the, the pin at the end. Okay. Which leaves the pin for Charis except that he can't use it, so. Really? Which one? Yeah, you have to be trained in athletics. Oh, um. Oh, then I'll, I'll switch in, uh, unless uh, if you have acrobatics instead. I'm not a fan of those requirements. That's how you can waive the requirements. They're, okay. I don't see I'll a need it. for those. That was my first choice until I saw the requirements on it. So. I'm not oh, a fan great. of the requirements. I will take bronze bull then. Because, I mean, the monkey pin already says if you succeed, which means you're already penalized for not being trained in athletics. Yeah. So. Oh, if you roll a crit fail, you fail on the climb instead. That's also pretty good. Because a crit fail on a climb is you fall off the cliff. Yeah. Cool. Alright, remember which talismans you have. That <laughs> might come up. Most of my other party just constantly forget they have talismans. I mean, it depends also on the volume of magic items that's being dumped. When you have when you have wands and scrolls and other activatables, yeah, the talismans kind of get forgotten. But I'm stingy. I'm cheap. <laughs> Last call for things you want to do in town. Um, I think I want to buy some whatever supplies of uh, spices that will last a long time that I can get. Interesting. Some, some some flavoring ingredients that will, you know, a little bit goes a long way that store well. Oh, once on a once upon a time we had you know I assume salt's no shortage on the ship, but I'm literally gonna say how much gold do you wanna spend? Because like it's such a variable based on amount and based on quality. Like, you tell yeah. me how much you want to spend. I think I want to spend one gold. One gold on spices? No, I'll, I'll spend two gold. We'll go down to one gold. Two gold there on spices. Go. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll acquire some decent stuff. You know, a lot of stuff is way out of your price range for two gold. Um, yeah. You know, you're not going to get saffron or something like that, but... No, I'm not looking for anything exotic. I'm more looking for, like, bulk kind of things that are are, are going to be... Sure. If you, let, if you let Urkan know that you are basically spicing shit to make the food better on the ship, I will double your money. I'll give you two gold. All right. I will... Uh, I'll, I'll let people know I'm buying some extra stuff and they can dip in if they want chip into the spice fund okay. the yeah sure yeah, would uh, you, you know... would chip in on that two gold as well all right we're chipping nice. in two gold everyone's in i mean yep. so you're all you each went in two mm -hmm. yeah i guess so yeah eight gold, eight gold. spice yulia will say uh as the fourth mate she will authorize 10 gold of ship funds if you're if you're buying spices i mean normally our stuff's a little under spiced so You know, she'll, awesome. She'll give ten over. I'm sure, the crew will appreciate it. Nice. So we got eighteen gold going into this now. Ten. There's ten total, right? No. no. Ten of fun. Ten on top. All right. Yeah. She puts in ten. Okay. 
Yeah. Ten total. I mean, sorry, ten from from the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she says, "It technically it's not part of my. Well, whatever. I'll convince Horam. Happily worry about the food." Um, and I guess the final order of business is to pick up the masthead. Yes. Did I have anything still at the leather shop, or did I get everything up there? I think we made sure to wrap up the crocodile. We did. Okay. okay. We did. Okay. You got the money. Yes. You got the leather money, and I think you got the meat money. Yeah, you already made the meat money. <laughs> Before we leave, there's two things I do want to do, just very quickly. Go ahead. I want to get... Um, essentially, like, I want to start a tourist thing of wherever I go. I'm gonna get a carved pendant of Gosray in this town style, or wherever what is available. And I also want to get some good booze for the road. Interesting. Would you be opposed to your carved pendant of Gosray having a symbol of Caden on the back? It's like two sides, because this town is all Caden so. worshippers. I don't think so. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, that, we'll say that that's a off-the-shelf thing you can buy. Charis nice. will join you at the liquor store. <laughs> nice. Gosray Caden Pendant. I won't even make you pay for that. I'll say Sob. Sob gets that to you somehow, you know? Hey. Take a freebie on your way out. Heading down you know, to the LC. <laughs> More than half this group lived in Ontario and knows what that means, so. <laughs> Likbo. Shrug. Uh, Here it's System uh, Bulagat. Very similar. Here it's just whatever it's named. Usually the liquor store. Oh, okay. Or BC liquor store. BC liquor store. Got it. I got some good boots for the road. LCBO licensed something of Ontario. It's the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's even more bureaucratic than you thought. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It's got the word board in it, and that makes it, yeah. What is it if you cross the border in Quebec again? Oh, it's um, the SAQ. So oh, it's yeah. the, uh, I actually don't know what that stands for, but the Q is Quebec. <laughs> the Q stands for Quebec. <laughs> Something al- alcoholique, probably. Yeah. Quebec Alcohol Corporation. Anyway. Um... Oh, no, it's the Société d'Alcool do Quebec. Okay. But basically the yeah, Quebec liquor organization or whatever. Uh, alcohol Sorry, Lucy, what was your number two thing? It was the pendant of Corporation. Buy in booze. Oh, buy in booze. Buying buy good in... booze for the road. Again, I'll simply ask you how much do you want to spend? Uh, we'll go we'll go three gold. Holy sh okay. Grog by the way I'll... Grog is the drink of choice aboard a pirate ship, of course. I give a fuck about Grog, man. I'm here for good shit. Grog I want game. stuff that I, I want stuff that last me. So I'm getting like a couple of decent bottles for three. And seeing gold? how long I can and seeing how long I can hide them from people. Also, um, this purchase is being made. Borl's also there because he wants to find out what kind of things can be brewed <laughs> using local ingredients. Is there like a seaweed beer? Gosh, sick. It's gonna be strong uh, Pandaria vibes. From all the cooking and the brewing. <laughs> yeah. Just asking if there's like something easy. 
<laughs> that doesn't require like a, a big like setup. Life is to Life be saved. saved. <laughs> there we go. I'm checking. Jesus. I'm checking the plague stone menu. Um, yeah, Turn that's what I thought. Tail. So I um three gold. I'll say a high quality liquor sells for five silver a bottle. Like that's crazy high, but you know a nice bottle of liquor is five yeah. silver. Um, All right. So three gold buys six nice bottles. If you if you want to go cheaper, obviously it'll give you more bottles. Um. All right. If it's that cheap, I will go two gold and buy four decent bottles. In a pirate town dedicated to Caden, yes, booze is probably cheaper than water. Yeah. Sure, so will buy the same, and as he buys the bottles, he marks each one with the uh, sigil. Oh, that's such a good idea. That is such a good idea. <laughs> I'm in. I do the same. I'm in. You get the Gosray icon on mine. Gosray brand booze, baby. Oh, yeah. I want to say since we're like, last, the last time in town, Zig's probably thinking ahead. He's thinking about future outfits he wants uh, to like get he wants to get all the equipment for having a gun ready so you want look the part he's gonna look the part i'd say those are the price ranges for common stuff obviously absurd stuff exists either yeah. above or below it I'll probably buy a repair kit, actually, because I'll probably want to repair the gun. There is the workshop on the ship. Yes. Unless but... you are thinking, yeah, unless you want it off the ship. I do. Repair kit. I'm sure, let's get a couple of bottles of liquor. Okay. Feel free to booze up. Um, there's the prices. Um, Oral, you're looking into... Uh, I'll say you can chat with the brewer at the brewery, hit me with the diplomacy yeah. to see if they tell you all that much. Yeah, I just want to know whether it exists. I don't need, really need to know the, the details, but... Specifically whether what exists? Just like a, an easy-to-an-easy-ish-to-make-alcoholic beverage. Okay. Like, if I, if I didn't... If I had little to no access to like specialized like tools or mm -hmm. machinery or like still what would what would people make i will Is say like some sort of like fruit kombucha like fermented thing that kombucha. people could make that's interesting it's um, like you know it's like uh yeah yeah i'll say the um the brewer will jokingly say don't put me out of business but we'll give you a simple recipe for uh you know some barley, some either banana or pineapple, and you've got sort of a a fruity ale brewing. Right on. I'll I'll just file that away in the in the cooking lore. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. Your cooking lore needs a subcategory with all the recipes, you know. This is getting insane. Is, is brewing we actually a are turning into lore? Pandaria? There is a. Isn't there a? Um. Yeah, there it is. Pandaria. What is there's a bartender background and it gives you alcohol lore. Alcohol lore. Okay, so it is a separate one. All right. The well. lores are, you know, they're as segmented as you want them to be. So, I guess I'm working on my uh, alcohol lore. 
but efficiency. been hoping to uh, attain some eventually, but I'll have to experiment some more, I think. We'll keep it in mind as the campaign progresses. Um, so you stop by Harthas, and you pick up the masthead, which, let's roll, let's roll Harthas, cra uh, you know, craft sculpture or whatever it's called. Wow, Hartha. You know what? She hero points that. Uh, it's her. It's a, it's a big job. Okay, that's much better. Uh, she rolled a natural two on the first one, so yeah. Jesus. Um, it's more like a dog than a fucking bird. Yeah, and I mean she's a, she's a craftsman. She a craftswoman. She uh, wouldn't want to deliver that's something right that looks like work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you went through all that trouble for her. Uh, yeah, so she's got a total of 26 on that craft sculpture, which means, um, somewhat in remarkable detail, um, you can tell she put a lot of work into this, uh, a log has been carved into a, uh, a magpie, or a masthead for the ship, and, uh, I think you already Good. paid, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we paid at the time. Are we paid no you paid yeah, we, we yeah, did because I, I was carrying yeah. a bag of money from the ship that I'm no it, yeah. I remember you tried to say half up front and she was like no all up front <laughs> yeah um so this thing is heavy by the way uh I'm gonna say it has a bulk of um let's say 20 so all of you will need to help carry it and even then you'll be encumbered but you only, unless, you know, you only need to get it to the boat. Okay. Alright. Do so we get it oh, to yeah, the boat? Boral, uh, or, uh, Charis, like, strategically sort of positions himself holding the same end as Boral. <laughs> um, fortunately, you are not attacked in town while you're carrying a bulk 20 log, although you could just drop it if you were, um, Break the masthead out. Yeah. Oh, Aaron's shit. again for another two weeks. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Drakes came back. Um, to go clear the Drakes again. I guess max Fucking Urkon stole another egg, I'm sure. Just grind this area for a bit. Between uh, the three of us, we would definitely have like enough to carry it. Not counting Charis. The uh, Jungle Drakes quest was blue instead of yellow, it turns out. <laughs> you come back and with you know with Yulia with your new carpenter's mate uh, who you know what fuck it we'll say is a shuni um, <laughs> uh, uh, the rat people the dog no, people they're, oh. they're dog people nice. they look like pugs Oh, right, the rat people are rat folk, aren't they? Very, He's so very uh, creative. Yes, the Yoski. Well, it's just because dogs like sticks, or what? Why are they called Shuni? Or why... Why Why is he a carpenter? I don't know, because I... Pick my, a random race. My, my head scrolled through all the weird ancestries, and I went, you know what we don't have yet? Shuni. How the fuck do you spell Shuni? S-H-O-O-N-Y. Alright, what the fuck? Exactly how you would expect to. Oh my god. For the rest of the NPCs, you're gonna have to dig into the ancestry guide around and get some weird stuff. Let's go. Here's two sample Shuni pictures to show you what they look like. Oh my god. Yup. 
I might have to play one of those next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for the ridiculousness factor. They're pretty great. They're, they're the, the paladin or whatever in the first one is so funny. Why pugs, though? Like, those things can barely breathe. Right? It's a bit silly. They are small. They are small. They're also rare, so, like, this might be the first they're, shooting you've ever seen. They're probably the first shooting you've ever seen, because they're usually only on the Isle, like, um... Oh, they're from the Isle of Cortos. Yes, they're literally just from the Isle of Cortos. Where is that in the world? Is that where Absalom is? Yep, that's where Absalom is. Okay. It's the big island at, quote-unquote, the center of the world, which is really more of a statement on how Absalom sees itself in its geographical location, but... Yes. Right. Uh, far Eat. from here. You'd have to sail Oral. way north and then into the inner sea. Well, like, doesn't where... see them as a threat, so it just kind of ignores it, but introduces. Well, uh... Yeah, that's... We'll get to that in a future session. In the meantime, uh, masthead in tow, um, around, you know, let's say our trip to the town was three hours. Um, the party, Yulia and your new carpenter's mate, return to the Hidden Cove. We don't even ask him his name. Yeah. Yeah, the last one died, whatever. <laughs> don't go picking a name yet. You might still be killed. Yeah, don't touch me until you got a player level. <laughs> and we return to the Hidden Cove. Um, another day of essentially training goes by. You know, about, let's say, four to six hours before the sun starts getting low. Or no, you don't even have four hours today. You have like two or three hours before the sun starts getting low. Um, oh, and something I, I guess, should have mentioned. Um, Lily White... Well, you left around noon. You left Lily White around 3 p.m.? And as you start to approach your hidden cove, it gets foggier in the vicinity of it. Sharis is just like looking out at it. I told you this was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. This is a, uh, a natural fog this time of day. This uh, climate. Localized entirely within your your kitchen. God, <laughs> localized entirely within this cove that our boat is parked in. You fucking beat me to it, goddamn. <laughs> I think we were racing for that one. Uh, <laughs> fucking goddamn. Yulia, can't Z do something about this? Who the our new Rieger girl? She, the like wizard-looking lady. Uh, she has a little bit of arcane powers, yes, but I don't think she can clear an entire bank of fog. It's, uh, it would take more power than a girl like that likely has. Can you do something? Either of you, you are both... I could clear out 
patches, but uh, I'm not sure how worth it it would be without neutralizing the whole thing. It would probably fill back up pretty quickly and also reduce my combat effectiveness if, ne if I needed to fight later. The best way to clear out the fog is uh, through some basic means, which means we find there's causing the fog and kill it. It's probably, which means it's probably a friend. Well, I agree. I don't like this. Um, I agree I don't like this, but I also don't know what we're... what we can do about it. The ship right. is not ready to sail yet. I mean, there's still hull repairs, sails are still missing, we're not fully crewed. Speaking of which, where is the captain anyway? I was waiting for someone to... ask. Um... Charis was busy ingratiating himself with the crew first before he starts asking questions that could get him shot. Um. Yes, I was. She also, in character, says the same thing. I would. I was waiting when you would ask. Um, the captain and several of her top crew members, I'm sure that you've noticed, are missing. Um, are on a special mission. Uh. As she put it, they are looking for important information. Um, there are details of the locations of certain things that she does not know. Um, when she left, she told me she'd be several days. Uh, I'll admit she is already a day or two behind schedule. But she did not tell me where she was going. Does anyone know? She's pretty private about the details of this... this plan and this whole... well, tre treasure hunt. Um, you've, she's told you about... Um, Three Keys, Gemma Red Claw's treasure, right? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. That's more or less the sum of what we know as well. Um, she... What's got her so set on this treasure? She won't even give her crew more. Is there a history there? Well, um, she and Warville... Uh, I guess came up with the idea together. It was Warville? Uh, you can actually all roll me a sailing lore on that. Right. Or uh, history is also sorry, society is also inflicable check, but sailing lore is more relevant. Yeah, as lore. So, Zig. Uh, I'll say anyone that beats a 20, if you want to roll uh, afterwards. Say they will? I do not uh, have... 
Captain Varosa Lanteri's name uh, is pretty famous, but there's another Lanteri that in recent times has become slightly overshadowed by her, but there is a world Lanteri. Zig that comes to memory. Um, also a captain. Uh, they husband and wife it's thought um but kind of they were more famous they were more famous as like a husband and wife captain pair several years ago it's a bit more obscure now alright what was the name sorry Warville oh I spelled it right haha Alright, so we've got Quotation's ex-husband. It's not Orville, no. It's the W. <laughs> yes, um, the captain and the co-captain, I believe, came up with this plan together. Um, and now Captain Varosa is... Uh, looking more into it. Apparently there are details she does not know and she uh, sailed off to look for more information. I will tell you that um, they took a fairly small boat. Uh, simply one of our rowboats. I don't think she was sailing far. The co-cap. I don't recall uh, anywhere for a co-captain to be staying on the ship. Well, uh, Vorosa and Warville used to share, still sort of share, the captains. Right. Cabins. And Jaspin? Uh, yeah, what about our friend Jaspin? Um, Sounds like a sticky situation, if I've ever run into it. Captain Warville uh, departed. By the way, all of this 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 awkwardness as she's like choosing her words very carefully is in character. Uh, the Captain Warville departed um, the ship at Varosa's request on a special mission. I believe he is also looking either for other parts of this key or information related to it. Um, he contacted an old vessel of his sailed off in a separate direction. Sorry to ask uh, awkward questions, Julia. No problem. Um, I am more worried about our present situation as this fog you are right is making me uneasy. And I have said, um, if it is localized, I would simply move the ship if it were in condition to be moved. Right, I think they know that we can't move the ship, which is why 
uh, they've chosen to make this fog cloud. Well, I'm guessing the fog cloud might have a little more to do with us catching them the other night. Mm-hmm. The question then becomes, what are they doing? And have we missed them coming back? Shit, you're right. Let's, uh... She somewhat nervously adjusts the sails to pick up as much speed as possible. Let's hope that nothing happened while we were away. Well, it's still day, so I think they'll still try to strike at night, because that's still at the disadvantage of the rest of the crew. But, you know, let's hope. Yes, and even if some of us can see, most of us still need to sleep, so... What a twist that would be if you came back and the ship was, like, on fire. Um... I half expected it when you changed the music, to be honest. Sometimes the players have better ideas than the GM, because as you sail back to the cove on this little uh, dinghy, um, you are in fact relieved, uh, and the fog at this point, here let's do this, the fog is effectively limiting your to sort of your nighttime vision, um, and it hasn't even, it's not even night yet. It'd be cool if you could literally change the fog of war to white instead of black. Yeah, I wish. I think that's a foundry feature, but not a roll I, twenty. I, I'm feature. pretty sure you can do that on foundry. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to, but it's just not on roll twenty. Um. Do we sail to the ship or to the beach? Yeah, you sail past the ship, and you see people still working. Uh, in the near distance through the fog. Basically, everything is the same here. And Yulia's relieved. Yulia, I think even if the ship isn't ready by your standards, if we absolutely need to leave, we should be ready to. Um, we can try. Um, pulling, it won't even catch wind here in this cove. Pulling it out would need some sort of well, we're probably a tug from the land. We'll think about it. I Here's a question. Does Sharis think he might be able to use some magic to uh, bullshit, bullshit some wind? If necessary. It would be difficult. For reference, um... For example, uh, control weather is a eighth level ritual. So, yeah, and no, I, I was thinking more like um, the storm surge. I mean, I obviously flavored it a little bit from the spell I took it from, but. What is storm kind of, surge? Kind of, um, what was the spell today? Stole. Like the, 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 like, like a key spell would be gust of wind. If you had it. Gust of Wind would be the nut. Yeah. Sort of. I think it lasts one round. He's probably thinking of 5e Gust of Wind, which is like a minute or something. Gust of Wind lasts until the start of your next turn. Yeah, you're right. Okay. 
So I used where the fuck, uh, sea surge, but I flavored it as wind, which is basically creates like a wall of air East. that moves uh, 60 feet, uh, 120 feet over two turns. Hmm. It's it's water gust of wind, except reflavored back to wind. It's yeah. Right. Interesting. I'm trying to think if I'm okay with that clearing. Because mechanically yeah, doesn't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's completely up to you, especially since it's a reflated spell. Yeah. Because it would need to, it probably needs to lose something to gain if it were to gain that feature of clearing fog. Um, I would say the spell will do something. It will have some effect on the fog. Maybe not clearing a full 120 foot line. Or maybe not permanently. Yeah, that's actually the spell I was talking about with the fog, that it probably wouldn't do much more than create a brief tunnel. Mm -hmm. If even that, given that it's magical fog. <sighs> she goes, Yulia thinks about it. If we can make it to tomorrow, if we can have another full day of repairs tomorrow, I think by the evening we will be ready to move the ship at least. As defenders, do you think we can make it through the night? Well, they haven't shown any inclination to do more than look, but... Well, they haven't Ultimately, ultimately will only be partially up to us, Yulia. Depends on what comes. I... Well, the best we can prepare is just, uh, you know, keep an eye out. Maybe keep people posted. If we've got any more people who are actually free to get on the guard, that might be a good idea. Horam Hab says, we'll be, we'll be watching, but we have been working for a full day, and we do need our rest. Um, no, it's better that the workers rest. The faster we repair, the better. Should you sound the alarm, if the camp or the ship is under attack, we will, of course, um, join in. Uh, but none of us here, I think, are as skilled fighters as you or Itochi, so it does burden rest primarily on five of you. Well, the best we can do is uh, keep watch, catch anyone nosing around too much. We will not go down without a fight. Oh, I have no doubt of that. So, any preparations as sunset approaches? Sharus is actually going to pull Urkan aside. Urkan, that uh, spell to breathe underwater. Do you think it's worth posting a guard under the water? Is he is muted? Yes. Well, it'll only last an hour, and if we're like guarding all night, it won't last long enough. Yeah, the hour duration is a problem. Maybe worth checking underwater periodically. I think they, I think we'll. I think we roll good enough. 
we'll see them coming in, and then we should hold the water breathing for when we need to actually fight them, so we can get in the water and not have to worry about it. I think that we should all stay on the ship, as it's the priority. The crew can vent for themselves if things come from shore, but we need to intervene before something gets to the ship if it comes. Oops, Lucy DC'd. Oops, Lucy DC. At a somewhat key moment. Okay, we'll get back to her. Um, as you can see, I've lowered all of your tokens' vision. It represents the fact that as the fog thickens and the darkness sets in, this is the current range you can see to. It's about 60 feet. We'd maybe leave our our NPC buddy on shore to watch the crew. Maybe concentrate a little more on the ship. Hey, so Lucy, I don't know what part you missed, but uh, basically Yulia says if they spend the whole day repairing tomorrow, they can leave, but you need to make it through the night, and that responsibility rests on you, rests on you, the guards. Okay. And the... Well, I, I think I heard up to Shara saying, like, we need to, and then it just cut. <laughs> so, okay, good to know. Um, Shara said, pulled you aside to ask about your water breathing spell, and if it was something we could use to post a guard underwater, but because of the hour duration, obviously not. So we had kind of agreed okay, fair enough. that we would maybe concentrate the four of us on the ship and leave our NPC guard friend whose name I've written down and cannot remember off the top of my head. Itochi. Um, Itochi to watch the the jungle approach. You can always get extra crewmates. There's only one ship. The five of you are in charge of defense, so if you want to, you know, you, can't, right, enough, you yeah. can't overrule Horemheb, but if you say you need more eyes, he'll have a couple of people help you. No, I, I just want to be out on the ship. <laughs> yeah, I think the four of us would post on the ship, and Sharth would ask Itochi to watch over the camp and uh, raise the alarm if anything happens. Itochi mentions that with the current level of fog, the cliffs are hard to see much from. He says he can only see about half the camp from the cliffs. We should get off the cliffs and watch have, the whole camp. We should have someone, I think we should have someone on the beach out of us for one of us at least. Maybe someone with range, maybe we should get Zig there. Because he's got range and he might be able to hit people approaching still from the beach. Right, the other way, the uh... Over. Sight is going to be the issue, more than any other amount of range with this fog. But yeah, also on the beach. Okay. So as the sun sets, um, everyone starts preparing for a night. Um, You're asking Atoshi to be at the camp? Yeah, I think that's the plan. Okay. From up here, he says, yeah, I can see half the camp. I can see the fire 
through the fog, but I can't see the far side of the camp. I can see a jungle or a beach approach, though. Barely. Okay. Uh, camp. They don't really be like the cliff over here, then. If you can see the camping, you can kind of see some of like this approach over here. I cannot see the boat, by the way. <laughs> I can't even see. Um, Charis, I think Charis uh, positions himself sort of at the base of the is it the bowsprit here, um, which allows him to see with the lighting um, at least some of the like with the fire, at least some of the beach. Borl, are you just in the center of the ship? Is that a mast that I'm on? Is that a crow's nest? Uh, the crow's nests are the front and rear masts. The rear, okay. Um, I will, I'll just be in the center of the ship here. Um, this is an upper deck, right? Yeah, there's the poop deck. <laughs> okay. Um, then, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be on this lower part here. I'll take the rear crow's nest. Uh, yeah, maybe Charles will take the front crow's nest then. Um... Okay. Archon's the one with message. Actually, no, we'll swap. It yeah. seems like it. We'll do the relay thing again. It seems like a better idea. That works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Atochi. Do you tell Atochi that you can contact him with message? He's just yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Okay. He says if he needs to alert you, he, he has a specific bird call he can imitate. He shows it to you before okay. you leave for the ship. Nice. Um, and he says, uh, <laughs> we'll do the Game of Thrones thing. He says, like, one bird call is just, like, uh, an alert. Um, two is an attack. Or, I don't know, three, three, three is a straight-up emergency. You know, the more bird calls, the more... <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Something like that. Like what? One is a is a. I've spotted something. Two is definitely danger. Three is like attack imminent. Four is right. White Walkers. Um. <laughs> yep. Night falls. I'm not reducing your visibility anymore. This is the minimum extent. Um. Let's have everybody make a round of perception checks as your now your watch begins. Okay. Um, I guess it's towards the end of the night. Uh, should I hero point? Ooh. Yeah, we're nearing the end of the session. Might be worth sure. it. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Twenty-one. That's better. Yep. Fourteen. I told you didn't roll so hot. Oh, Zig, you're on the cliff too. Mm -hmm. No 
isn't that interesting. Um, so let's see. Highest roll is yeah. Zig. And Zig, you are in fact probably best positioned to see this, so it's um, it's fitting. Um, Atochi is just within your fog vision, mm -hmm. so you're sort of you're both keeping an eye, and occasionally you give like hand signals or something, make sure everything's still good between you two. And as night falls and you're surrounded by fog. Um, Zig, you start seeing it's not even a, it's not even a precise location or something, but to the southwest, above these cliffs, there's a a slightly brighter patch of fog, like it's being lit up by something, something kind of a yellowish glow, and it's slowly getting brighter. Um, I will shoot one of my shining ammunition at that spot. Want to like kind of like will actually like light it up so I can see what it is. Well, keep in mind there's fog. Okay. The I see, I see what you're saying. Change your plans. Um, like well, light. Light doesn't help you see. Lighting it up fog. isn't gonna help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, we're going to. We're, we're going to, like, you know, hand signal Itochi so we can give the, the, like, one whistle. You guys hear the particular whistle that Itochi taught you just once. Is there, like, shrubbery or anything on here? Can I, like, can I, like roll a stealth? Um... Yeah, you could, uh, not shrubbery, but you could sort of hang below the cliffs a little bit. You know, use the Roxas cover. Sure, I don't know what's coming, but oh, what's in that one? Oh, Zig's gonna hear a point that. I mean, there is still fog. Like beyond a certain range, it's just completely opaque. Right, but so like, you... we're gonna take. Okay, that is a. We're better... not gonna nat one that. It's a better stealth check. Uh, do you want to take cover here, or maybe like here? Uh, well, probably. Uh, well, probably like you get up to like here. Let's say we're like trying to like. I'll put you here. We're in the shadow of like how the ledge is. Yeah, you're you're yeah. behind the you're almost falling off the back of the cliff, but I mean not not actually. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely like watching you know, like what's going on in the fog down down southwest. Urkon Boral and Charis, you heard the one bird call signal. Do you do anything? Um I'll move I a little cast... bit towards um, Zig, but not too much, just to there. Yeah, sure. It's I guess place, but it's obviously. A cast message to ask what he sees. Oh, you cast uh, message to sure. don't you? To Zig. He'll, he'll say there's a, a glowing light uh, on the cliff above the southwest camp. Okay. I'm I will getting... pass that around if possible, just relaying. Maybe we'll get some excitement after all, Hercon. I hope not, lad. Charis, uh, 
basically gives you the local equivalent of okay boomer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The light starts to get brighter, and you do get the sense that um, you rolled a very high perception. You think what's happening is someone's carrying a light source through the fog, and you can't see them, but you can see, you know, the light right. as it filters out. Yeah. Their Diablo 2 light radius? Oh, I was thinking. Um, car headlights. Yeah, similar to yeah. that. Um, yeah. But, as it starts to... At a certain point, it just goes out. Like it was, you know, snuffed out or put out or whatever, mm -hmm. and it goes dim. At that point, I think Boral would just go, Ho, who goes there very loudly? To be heard from the ship to the cliffs? Like, yeah, towards wherever the light was. I don't know how far that is. Well... So the light... That's miles away. Yeah. Is it super far? It's pretty far. The okay. light is all the way over the cliffs, where, like, southwest of your party, like, off the map. Okay. Never mind then. Yeah, I'll you, just hang out. You need to, like, yell. Um, but Itochi does give another one bird call. It seems like he noticed the light dimming. Hmm. I ping Zig. You get a better look. Anything? Mm, probably, it's probably opposite of a better look. The light uh, went out. It looks like whatever was approaching is here. It's trying to probably sneak up on us uh, with its light dimmed. Ooh, that's bad. Uh, check the water, make sure there's no, none coming from the water either. Percept the water for me, Zig? Oh, I, I was like messaging Urkon telling them to check the water. Oh, but check the water. Yeah. I guess yeah he'll, he'll, he'll like glance at the water then. He doesn't see a whole lot. Sharus is still focusing on the water, knowing that the others are keeping an eye on what's going over there. I'll give it a go as well. I did. Do I need to roll again, or...? Uh, yeah, roll again. This is a, just kind of a different check, I guess. I don't know. I am keeping your first ones in mind. Don't worry, they're wasted. Natural point. Yeah, Sharis, Urkon, you're... Zig, you're pretty confident within the range of your dark vision. Uh, your fog vision, you know what I mean. That there's nothing. Obviously, I'm not saying there's nothing beyond Around. what you can see. Yeah. yeah. Oral is just pacing back and forth and kind of looking over the railing to make sure there's nothing like on the sides of the boat. Yeah, Sharis might actually clamber down and do like a try and extend his vision a little bit around the edges of the ship. Here and here and here, kind of deal. Yeah, Boral, you said you're the same way. You're um, you've heard this bird call, so you're on alert, but you think nothing is near you in the water uh, or on the ship, obviously. Zig sees it first. Well, Atochi and Zig are around the same time. Atochi's closer, but Zig rolled a lot higher than Atochi. Um, one fig, two figures, small figures, 
less than human, child-sized, halfling-sized, approaching via the cliffs from the southwest, just at the edge of where you can make them out in the fog. They're just silhouettes. Um. No light. Sneaking in the dark. Zig will call since it's set up the edge of the vision, so that's like sixty feet. It's not that bad. Um, out to um, uh, Elara, Elodin. Is that you? The figures pause for a second. And they do turn in your direction because they would hear where you're shouting from. Again, at the distance you're at in the fog, all you can see is the faintest silhouette. And then they seem to peel off in a more northwest, like they're trying to circle around. It's a bit awkward that we're doing all of this off map, but let's say they were sneaking. They're trying to like move the map farther left. There Ima is no more left. Imagine this line, let's say, 30 feet left of where I'm drawing it. So they went like this, and then... Oh, sorry, now you can see it, because it's in the fucking fog. <laughs> I can see the tiniest blue line. Basically, they crept north along the cliffs, and then turned more northwest. Once they heard your call out. They're trying to sneak around you. I know you're 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 working for those hags. What do you want? I'll let you go the first time. They're about to the the angle that they're sneaking around. They're about to disappear out of sight of into the fog again. Tochi calls out as well, he's just gonna be. We've got you covered. Don't wanna do this. They continue sneaking. And they're attempting to sneak around you, but you can you can see the direction they're going in. Tochi gives one more bird call, a single bird call. How much would we have heard of Zig calling out, if anything, from the ship? I'll say you heard the Alara Elodin call out. Okay. So, the two halflings are attempting to sneak around you, you think. What do you do? Um, can I, like, uh, get down this cliff and try and get up the other side of the cliff, like up here, or tool, like up here. That way is jungle. You could it's get jungle. down. Itochi will say the same to you. He's going to um, sort of whisper across to you, Zig. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Are we um, we gonna cut them off? Are we descending? You want me to hold this high ground and you keep the low? We could pursue them into the fog, but that could be a trap. I don't. I think pursuing is not the point. As much as I want to, but I think we should um, 
cover the north side of the camp gates they come out of the jungle. Uh, stay here. I'll climb down and see if I can't get a spot on the uh, other side. For the party's sake, I will say Urkon gets to relate all of this via message. Alright, so like, yeah, sorry. Like, go like up here and like maybe get like some some vantage on this cliff edge or something. Or from this edge. You reposition, reroll me a stealth or a uh, stealth check and a perception check. Wow. You don't see it uh, because of the angle, but again, you are suspecting now. Uh, as you hear a faint crunch of leaves, that figures are now moving through the jungle. Oral's going to climb the rear mast into the crow's nest. Okay, back here. Yeah. Oral is very far from the action, but keeping an eye on the rear is smart. Kind of Shars the spot as Shars moves forward. Crushing continues and it's getting closer, Zig. You think they're sneaking through the jungle towards the camp. Still out of sight, out of fog, but... Yes. So we'll make sure that his crossbows are already loaded. Because uh, with the fog, there's not a lot I can do other than until I get a good, clear shot. Okay. Did we say Urkon was, like, playing messenger boy for us at the moment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lucy is lagging. Yeah, we'll say Archon is sending messages to Zig every couple, like once a minute, to check on what's happening. Alright, so Sharth is at least aware of kind of what's going on. Yeah, the halflings are coming to the forest. Okay, the tokens are now on the maps. Once you see them in your vision, you actually do see them. Mm hmm. So, you see them now, Zig, creeping through the undergrowth, and they emerge from the tree line and crouch behind the final line of bushes. And they both reach into. They've got bag. They've got kind of like a bag on their side. Um, and they both reach into their bags and they pull, start pulling something out. Alright, as they yeah. go to reach into their bag, I wanna. Now I wanna shoot the shining bullet. Zig, make an attack roll. Zig, make an attack roll. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. I was going to say, Sharus is doing roughly the same. I'm just looking up. Um, what happens to the Shining Bullet? Shining Ammunition. Uh, target it sticks. Which one were you shooting at? The near one or the far one? Um, the far one, I think. Okay, it lands yeah. pretty much here then. Um, so I'm gonna. I figure it lands like here between them. Yeah, we're gonna do it like this. Um, all of you will see, even if it's um, 
technically out of your range, you'll see a bright spot in the fog as the shining bullet goes off. Back here. Let's make it a little brighter. Make it like this. As they light up, um, I mean, Charis has already seen them reaching into their bags, and basically as they light up, Charis is going to fire a ray of frost at them. Probably at the, the left one, since that's more clearly lit. Yeah, I'll say you can see the bright spot in, in silhouettes, but they'll have concealment from this. In fact, I'll give them 50% concealment here, because it's pretty far. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's more as a warning shot than anything, but he doesn't mind if he hits. Make your Ray of Frost attack roll. Yeah, unfortunately, it's definitely more of a warning shot. It hits their vicinity. You think you got their attention, but not them. Yeah. Um, Zig, your bolt also lands near them. Mm -hmm. And as the halflings reach, you realize they both pulled out flasks. And they both chuck flasks fly towards the fire and as these flasks land there's about a second and one after the other these flasks of oil explode uh, causing a pretty big fireball in the center of the camp um, a couple of the a lot of the lumber around and a lot of uh, several of the nearby tents catch fire it's not a cataclysmic fireball but certainly has caused a small fire throughout the camp. And I'm imagining, at this point, you're going to go all in and attack them. Yes. Um, can I roll self for initiative? We are going to leave it here and roll initiative at the start of next session. I'm setting it to stealth, so when it does roll, right. just roll it, yeah. Let's, let's roll it now, actually. That'll be more fun. Let's roll it now, and we'll start the combat next session. Cool. You can roll stealth if you are stealth. You can roll perception if you are keeping an eye out. Right. But it seems well, even though you spotted their first angle of approach, they were determined. Get the camp. And, uh... Right. I mean, they all but ran into your line of fire. Like, this is a desperate attack. You saw them coming. You shot at them. But they were intent. One might say they were compelled. Maybe. You're not on the initiative yet, I will add you. Okay, well, if we're done, I have to run and help my wife. Yeah. It's a, uh... I thought we got through more of the combat, but then... Oh, that's fun. We'll see you uh, next week. Wasted a little too much time there, but... The camp is under attack, and we'll see how that goes next time.